0: Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2 inch bottom dump valve which will eliminate your clogging issues while the sturdy base includes 4 reinforced legs just like those big Pro Tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add
1: Good boys and girls, welcome to the show, the Sunday Session, live from Pacheco, California. One of the greatest places on earth, if you ask me. Good old sunny Pacheco. Yeah. Your headphones okay, guys? No, can you turn me up, please? You need to go up? Yeah. How far up? Still up? Up. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's good right there. Yeah? You guys are good? There, Doc, let me good. turn you on. Hey, hey. Doc. Hey. Doc's been, Doc has shown up to the studio... Not just on time, but well before time. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. You're Amazing. Yeah, I'm blowing your way, huh? I All think right.
0: the sun's gonna go out soon or something.
1: I think he hasn't told us he's gotten a divorce. Oh. Oh no, no, that's, yeah, why, took- I, that's why I left the house earlier today. Yeah, so <laughs> you <laughs> don't? <laughs> it was getting ugly around yeah, there? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, not because you're leaving for GABF. We've let you off the hook. Yeah, thanks. For, for... I didn't even
2: mention that one in there. Yeah.
1: Well, but... that's what we ended up deciding because, f- you know, for fear that you actually are going to get divorced because of the show, I lightened up on you about the GABF. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that made all the difference in Doc's world.
1: Well, it was looking ugly. I mean, I, every time he left my house, whether he was here you know, doing other stuff or yeah. for the show, you could see him moping out the door, re- remembering that eventually he was going to have to go ask his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So no GABF for Doc.
2: No, no. Well, uh, oh, yeah, I, I just doing the back to back beer things. Yeah, uh, you know, with the NorCal and then then the GABF. It's too much.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> we, you know, really, it was for your part at the GABF. It, it really was just to meet the listeners and yeah, and to that's party what I wanted to anyway, do. You know,
2: but I I got other things I got to do later on in the weekend, so I would have had to fly in yeah fly back out again.
1: well, we're bummed that we won't get to hang with you, but uh, you know there's always next year we'll see what happens, yeah, okay, because you might be divorced by that. I do anything <laughs> I want <laughs> put, put time in now, not man. that I'm wishing for that doc i don't yeah. I don't wish that upon you yeah be just, sad doc. It would be sad, doc until. Fridays when you're out at strip clubs with us. <laughs> 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 and until Saturdays when
0: Justin is with the former Mrs. Doc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then it's back to Saturday
0: for Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Doc gets one one night a week at that point
1: to be happy. Doc calling, Good calling me job, up, Justin. Uh, what Church. are you doing tonight, Justin? <laughs> going to your house, Doc <laughs> uh, I'm
0: taking the kids out <laughs> We're going to go camping Good
2: lord, that's awful
0: Hey, by the way, where do you keep your spare key for the Hummer? Because I, I can't find it anywhere <laughs>
1: that could probably I won't have it by then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly, that's the worst That's why you're sad, Doc yeah. you have nothing no, <laughs> oh, right. yeah. yeah,
0: exactly, he's going to be looking for your keys
1: for your stuff.
2: I'll be sleeping over here. What the, what the hell? <laughs> Everyone else does, man. Why not?
1: Your goat isn't eaten. What do I do? <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a lot of fun today, and a great guest that uh Shat, the producer, has lined up for us. Yeah. Uh, we got Magic Hat Brewing Company with us today. Todd Hare, the head brewer of Magic Hat, as a matter of fact, and he's going to be hanging out with us for a couple of hours. Um Starting probably in about thirty minutes, we'll get him on the line with us and uh, get your questions ready. This is a really fascinating and unique brewery. Yeah, that fast. That's on, good the, on yeah. the East Coast. Uh, what the, the... That we're starting the interview right away. Like we're gonna yeah, we got to get lot it time done. with him. That's good. And it's cool because we got a couple of things going on today, and he wanted to be a part of all of it. So he was ready just to do the hang. I think uh, didn't you say Shet that he's a listener? yeah too. yeah
3: on his days off,
1: it's weird uh, more and more brewers are we I'm finding out our actual listeners now, like they consider that you know they they tell us all the time now, uh yeah, I listen every week in the brewery, you know it's very strange, yeah, oh to find that you out you think
0: they get enough uh uh you know glommers on asking them about beer and talking about beer and you know whatever they I mean, given, to us given jokes. a lot of misinformation they actually voluntarily listen to it
1: now. yeah great. it is weird, speaking of uh, listeners by the way. You can get a lot of feedback about the lack of cursing. Oh, yeah? Man, what a bunch of fickle, fucking whiny <laughs> listeners we have sometimes. Because yeah. it goes from, you know, you guys are too vulgar, you're not getting to the information, back to, we clean it up for like, we even cleaned it up as a joke. I mean, it was not even, it was apparent
2: that we were jokingly not cursing. I just wonder, you know, if we didn't make a big announcement about it, and we just... Didn't, didn't curse no one would notice yeah, yeah. it's true but well, we someone said, would have <laughs> someone would have
1: pointed it out eventually they yeah. would have said hey i haven't heard doc say fuck in a while <laughs> uh, so i get a lot of emails like hey in fact when i get to the feedback you'll hear one a pretty interesting email i got this week about it about people being afraid of words but listen you know fear not we're not making every time we do a bit about all these major changes that are happening to the show I realize that it's almost always a bit. Is there like a like
0: an 18-page thread in the forum now about uh no. about how sponsors are going to be turned off
1: because we're not No, no, no. This was we're just not, uh, uh, cursing. These were private emails and stuff. So I love you know what I like about our cursing too. I love it when we have those guests like John Myers with us last week. And you know, we're maybe 20 minutes into the interview before we drop our first f-bomb, <laughs> f-bomb. They get so excited. They're like the guests are always happy. They're like, "Can I say that?" Yeah. Oh, really? We could say whatever we want. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's usually then they don't
0: say anything after that. Like I don't like. I think John said it once, and that was it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, "Oh, I can." Oh, great. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. but everyone gets is just happy that they can. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought it was. It's always the feedback from listeners uh, and, and what they perceive are changes in the show is always fascinating, and the two. I mean, opposites of of listeners that we have. You know, people who are concerned about that stuff, and people who are concerned about it going away. Yeah, <laughs>
2: well, I can see the the guests being relieved after they hear an F bomb come off. Because when I did the F- FM show a couple of times, yeah, I was nervous because I thought I you know wanted to slip out here or there. And yeah.
0: Oh, by the way. Now everyone, it's, it's, uh, free reign to, uh, curse
1: as much as possible in the chat room now. I wanna,
4: no, it's wanna not. I wanna thank you for that.
1: It's not. Everybody, uh, as usual, uh, not that you have to... Not that there's any censorship in the chat room. But keep in mind, you know, you guys forget about this every month or so, but the chat room is also for new listeners who are going to come in. If you're just tuning in, there's a chat now button right on our homepage, and you can enter the chat room. That's how you ask us questions during the show and hang out with the other listeners. Don't let them scare you off. Don't let them scare you off. There's a lot of guys in there who are in there every week, and there's a lot of people in there that are brand new. It also happens all the time. And so, you know, don't act like a pack of wolves in there, just F-bombing everybody who walks into the room, fellas. Uh, You know how it goes. You got to make everybody feel feel welcome because uh, that's our little home on the web for the BN army, and uh, we welcome new recruits. So you know, keep it nice in there. And JP's a pussy when it comes to uh, you know telling you guys what to do. I'm just a good person. That's what it is. <laughs> that's so I believe in self
0: policing. Yeah. And then when I don't get what I wa- what everyone assumes that I want, then I crack down even harder. Yeah. All right. Whatever, it is. Whatever I said.
1: A couple of good things happening today. Uh, not just that we've got uh, Todd Hare from Magic Hat Brewing Company with us today, but uh, there's a nationwide toast going on tonight. Um, it's 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. our time here on the West Coast, uh, to the late and great Michael Jackson. And it's something that they put together over on BeerHunter.com. That's his official website where you can uh, get his books and uh, join the club and all sorts of things like that. And they put this thing together with, it was designed to be with pubs all the way across the country, and if you were a pub owner, a publican, you could print out a poster and sign up to do this thing, and essentially at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. our time, the entire country, all of these establishments that are involved are going to do one big official toast for Mr. Michael Jackson, and I thought, you know, what a great way for us to get involved because we can make it a worldwide toast. So not just these local pubs doing it, but we're going to do it here on the Brewing Network. I know that the Aussies got a day off today. It's Monday for them, so I think we'll have some Australian listeners. Uh, we always have some Canadians out there. We've always got some uh, people from uh, Mexico and even farther into South America. So tonight uh, we're going to participate in this toast for the great Michael Jackson at uh, 6 p.m. And uh, we'll 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 do a cheer. We'll have a chug. We'll have a moment of silence. Uh, it's the only time silence is allowed on the radio as far as I'm concerned, oh, yeah. is during special events like this. So stay tuned for that. And a cool thing about Todd from Magic Hat, he wanted to be involved in it, too. So we're going to go ahead and start the interview, and then he'll be on with us. And uh, So get yourselves, maybe you got a special beer in your fridge or in your closet, something you've been saving up. Why don't you pull out something nice for Michael Jackson, because, uh, well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why he means a lot to us here and to everybody else when we get uh, closer to the toast. But pull out something nice. Get that ready for 6 p.m., about 45 minutes from now, 9 p.m. if you're on the east coast that's something we got going on today and uh yeah and then i'm telling you you're going to like todd hare because we got a lot of topics to cover with him we're going to talk about hop backing we're going to talk a little bit about barrel aging we're going to talk about croisoning and top cropping ale yeast we're going to talk about non-traditional ingredients used in beer i mean this brewery and this guy they do a lot of different things is in their brewing process and i thought what the hell let's get it all in there and he's got a couple hours to spend with us. So, uh, those are a couple things we got going for you today. You're going to enjoy it. 888-401-Beer. That's our phone number. You can ask us questions that way or send them over to JP in the chat room. All right. Uh, wanted to talk about, uh, Wonder Brew Boy, Shat McShat over there. Uh, yeah, I asked him, how are you?
2: Oh, you're brewing? Yeah. yeah. I brewed this and that and this and that. Yeah. Since yesterday.
1: <laughs> well, Wonder Brew brewed three times this weekend wonder yeah. brew. yeah and uh, the reason he brewed today today was a makeup brew i always like to talk about other people's screw-ups it makes me feel better especially when wonder brew does it <laughs> and uh the golden boy yeah golden mcgolden mcgold <laughs> <laughs> over here golden mcdole mcdole gold um so he brews two batches yesterday he had a doppelbach and a kulsch going and uh I don't know what was happening. Somewhere in the middle of the two, he had finished the Doppelbach. He was getting ready to start the other one. He got a little cross-eyed or something. I don't know what was happening. And uh, too much cousin brah. <laughs> he mixed up his yeast and uh, <laughs> the starters. He yeah. pitched his Kolsch into the Doppelbach and then didn't know what the hell he was going to do with his Kolsch because all he had was the German Bach yeast then to go into his Kolsch. Exactly. He was pissed, man. It
3: happens, I guess, right?
1: It does. be yes. interesting. To everybody I else. I hope somebody says yes. But me. Especially here it happens. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about it, too, because Shat, yeah, Shat's a, he's a happy brewer. He's out there. He's all smug. Oh, yeah. And as soon as that happened, man, you could just see the—oh the, no. that smirk wiped oh, right God. off his face. He was miserable for the rest oh. of the afternoon. He just switched over, huh? Yeah. I had to call Jamil for him. like, hey, what would you do? So we
3: found out it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have like a Helles Bach. Yeah. What, what did Jay-Z Hopefully. tell you to do? Uh, basically, just put them both at 55 and let them go. Although the Kolsch, I guess we didn't pitch enough. Yeah, but I pitched another that. vial today.
1: You did. So you're going to you're gonna go that ahead was a and concern. ferment them both at 55. Exactly. You've got Kolsch yeast in the Doppelbach, and you now have German Bach yeast in the Kolsch. Correct. Which, Jamil says, will make the Kolsch actually... Very similar to a Hellas, because the, as far as the grain bill is concerned, the culture and the Hellas. Pretty yeah, that's simple grain bill. Remarkably what I told Chet. Is that right? Look at you all.
0: Um hey, Oz just told you to shut up and stop whining about someone brewing beer for you.
1: Yeah, I'm not oh, whining at all, I'm just making right. fun of them. Yeah. So Ozzy, no. <laughs> hey, why don't you go wallow in your sobriety somewhere and leave us alone? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you bald jerk. Yow. <laughs> uh, so claimer. today, you, uh, Wanted to get right back on the horse, though. So you brewed another batch today. Got up early and went out and got another kit. Yeah. Yeah. What what are you brewing today? Schwartz beer. How'd that go? Awesome. Yeah? Nailed it. No mistakes? Oh, yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Nailed it. You were seeing okay today? Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't know what happened. I don't know. Two beers at one time. Too much for me, I guess. But I'm just doing five-gallon batches, so. Okay. Filling up that freezer. I thought the Colch last
1: night was a tenner.
3: Yes, that's the only batch I did 10, but two two fives, and then actually a, a
1: fourth earlier in the week. Wow. So so what is that, 25 gallons of beer we got fermenting over there? There we go. What's all that, about a, a, three, four days around here? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Yep. So you're fermenting all those lagers at 55, huh?
3: Yep. All right. Then I got a Scottish 60, so, yep.
1: Doc, what's he going to do if that Kolsch doesn't take off at 55? Is he going to pitch more? <laughs> He's getting
2: really sad again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should he pitch more? Should he take it out of there?
2: I'd probably just take it out of there. Yeah, warm it really? up. Yeah. Warm it up and. Warm it up, know. shake it around a little bit? I, yeah, I'd shake it around, see if that works. If that doesn't, just take it out of there. And what about the O2? Uh, if it's not fermenting, you can put O2 in there. Okay. But make sure it's not fermenting. I can always
1: re O2 it if it's not
2: fermenting. I hit bit. it pretty good today. Yeah, you're probably okay. okay. But yeah, you might want to, if it's not going, just you know bite your lip and. Take it out and put it in the corner.
5: <laughs> well, if, put yourself
0: if, in the corner while you're at it. If you're going to O2 it, you should probably take a gravity reading to make sure it's not going and make you know make sure okay. it's it's not just really going slow. Make sure it's actually dead because yeah. okay. you don't you don't really don't want to add O2 after 24 hours for that yeast.
2: Yeah, right? it, it, as long as it's not fermenting, you're okay. But like but I said, know. it could be going really slow at I mean? 55 and it might not be you know okay. pop, bubbling out the bubbler. There you go. And yeah, JP, not a bad idea to take a, take a gravity reading right
1: then. A gravity reading.
2: Rabbity beebie, <laughs> <laughs> Right, Scooby.
1: <laughs> you always need to get a rabbity beebie. Beebie <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a website for that. All right, if you want to ask Shat questions about his uh, Wonder Brewing, then you can reach him, uh, Chad, at thebrewingnetwork.com. C H A D at thebrewingnetwork.com. One of these days, I'm going to create an email address for every name you have, Shat, so that it doesn't matter what people call you; they can always get to you.
3: <laughs> Free advice too, by the way.
1: <laughs> I guess yeah, free advice after I filtered through McDo. <laughs> I guess somebody was uh, talking to Shat the other day, saying, "You know, Chad, you shouldn't you shouldn't let them treat you like that on the show. You shouldn't let them call you Shat either, man. That's not good. It's disrespectful." And Guy was concerned that we were mistreating Wonder Brew. They just don't get it. <laughs> they just don't get it. When I hired Shat, I said, "Shat, this is your job." take shit <laughs> that's your old description he he seriously asked me so when you say producer like can you give me a job description Why, just write something out for me so i took like a week and i came back and i said yeah uh take shit that's your uh, that's your job description uh so don't worry yeah, about put a target shit. on you <laughs> Shat the producer. I saw some of his. Uh, Shat now also contacts uh, guests and sponsors for us, and I saw how he signs his email. It's Chad quotations Shat the producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his title. Well, go so awesome.
3: back and forth, you know.
6: Yeah,
1: I like it. It is a good title, I think, for you. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time for Doc's favorite part of the show, and a uh, lot of it today. I, I think oh we're good.
6: You've got mail. Kick-ass. What's up, JP? Uh, I
0: was going to say, Shat should get a tattoo. It says, Shat the producer. Definitely. And some sort of BN thing. Like a
1: microphone with hops on it or something.
0: Yeah. You know, LL Cool J has that microphone here, and he has a microphone cord tattoo wrapped around his arm. It should be that.
1: Hop vines wrapped around going up. That could <laughs> be the cord.
7: cord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Your man. Your mom would
1: love it if you got a Shat the producer tattoo. <laughs> yeah, where, uh, where would he put it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. On his face. All right. Across his forehead. <laughs> so some of the feedback I got are actually questions for Todd. I'm going to save that for later when Todd from Magic Hat gets on with us. Um, here's a long one that I got, but it was it was pretty interesting, so I thought I'd read well, it anyway. It is anyway. a long one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it says... Hi guys, been listening to the session. Oh, by the way, this guy's from uh, Burton on Trent. His uh, topic was Hello from Burton on Trent. Uh, hey guys, been listening to the session for a few months now. My first archive show was the second anniversary show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible time to tune sorry, in. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Says I wasn't I wasn't deterred by the constant shouts of Ratpad though, and I carried on listening. I'm glad as I I did as the BN has taught me a lot. Terms such as douchebag, ass hat, and sausage fest to name but a few. I'm surprised at how many people don't know about douchebag. I get a lot of feedback about that. What? That they're happy to to learn how to use properly douchebag. Really? Yeah. It's not as common, I guess, in the rest of the world. It is now. Yeah. From there, I moved on to the Jameel Show and Lunch Me, both great for entirely different reasons. I'm also working backwards through the archive and just recovered from the emotion of D-Day. The sad fact is the only show that I'm likely to be able to listen to live and call into is Lunch (laughs) as the session is 1 a.m. morning morning time over here. Anyway, you guys rock. You have a good combination of sick humor and knowledge, although I do get a bit jealous of all the great U.S. beers you have around. Hopefully a friend from Oregon is going to bring over some Pliny in the future. Several weeks ago, I was surprised to receive a cool BN Army T-shirt in the post. Confused, I checked my bank statement and found out that I had ordered one and didn't remember. <laughs> that's a good man. Yeah. All of Justin's uh, Justin's ranting about the T-shirts must have sunk in when I was wasted. Who says you always regret when you what you do when you're drunk? The shirt had its first outing at the Great British Beer Festival. Ooh. dude, that's awesome! Wow, our, our shirt was trucking around the very cool Great British Beer Festival, man. Says I was expecting to be approached by some other army members, but nothing. Maybe they were all on covert missions. I'll work on (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's probably it too.
1: (laughs) Says I'll work on signing up some more recruits. I'm getting married on New Year's Eve this year, which by the way is a stupid thing to do. Yeah, what a way to start a new year! Someone else was telling me that they they got a friend getting married on New Year's Eve, and I was thinking, not only does that suck for your guests, but what about your anniversary now? Yeah, the anniversary's always going to blow. Anyway, uh, sorry, dude. Uh, I decided that she was the one after she took me on a beer holiday to Belgium for a week. Nice. It's a way to do it, man. Yeah, she can some... get married anytime she wants. Yeah,
0: there's some hidden agenda.
1: Don't she... be fooled. How did I know that was coming yeah. out of cynical JP? No, she just wants you for your money.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm in the process of brewing a few batches for the reception. I know you guys have been to a couple of homebrew fueled weddings, so I was wondering. How much to brew? There'll be about 100 guests and probably 50 beer drinkers. We do you think, Doc? How much really thirsty? At? Are they, they Justin thirsty? Yeah, that's a good question. That needs to be they qualified. They are English. Well, let's give them two. Let's say that it's, it would be my kind of a wedding. 50, 50 drinkers. I'd go with 40 gallons easily. <laughs> I think you'd need it. A gallon per person. Yeah. you, you got to figure it out. It also that.
2: depends on the beer.
0: Yeah, if you're doing something light, you what, 10, 10 15 gallons would be... Probably
1: enough. If they're normal drinkers, I still would say for 50 guests, not less than 15 gallons of beer. Think of how quick a well, corny goes, man. Before you know it, boom, gone. Just, just
2: think of you know a uh, full-size cake about 15 and a half gallons. Right. And That's like 150 hundred. How fast can a bunch of teenagers blow through that? Yeah. Uh, that's a good gauge.
1: So, so I, I would definitely go. And listen, there's nothing wrong with taking home a little bit of beer. So not less than 15 gallons. And uh, if they're heavy drinkers, you might want to double that. Put yourself a nice 30 gallons in there, you know? Depends yeah, that, on how... It does depend on which beer you're, you're doing. And well, that's his next question. Um, he says, the styles that went down well with your average beer drinker. Um, he's, oh, he's going to get a keg of local lager, at least. Uh, so I'm hoping to go totally macro-free. I'll be brewing a few bottles of Imperial IPA for my friends from the West Coast. So he's going to have a little variety there. All right, if you're going to buy a commercial lager... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yes, then maybe just just 10, go to ten, fifteen 10 gallons. Ten gallons of homebrew is, is I would think, yeah. fine. Do a yeah, do something something to mix it up and something moderate.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a local lager, you might as well have something something a little beefy. You yeah. know, you don't need to necessarily do something light. <laughs> Although I don't 6%. recommend serving
1: barley wine at your wedding, not if you want to no. have a peaceful ending to the entire situation. <laughs> because things just get ugly when that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend serving any high gravity beers. Well, uh, it's
2: going to be on New Year's Eve too, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. So maybe they're looking for a reason maybe, to party. Yeah,
2: you might want to up the ante yeah, the a bit, little bit. But don't barley wine
1: A cream ale or something?
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's for the wedding night. Um, uh, Calvi in the uh, chat room goes, uh, uh, if you have 50 beer drinkers out of 100 guests, you need to rethink your guest
1: list. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, nah. you know, I actually—all the husbands are drinking and all the wives. Huh? Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to plan one of these things because you want to make sure you don't run out of beer. So you invite just tons of beer drinkers, and you guys are going to go dry. So I think he's got it right. Actually, <laughs> uh, he made some recommendations for some music, which I'll uh, I'll download and get on here for you guys. Um, but anyway, it says uh, keep up the good work, you guys rock. That's from Private Soil, Private Soil Boy in our UK regiment, Burton upon Trent, England. All right, uh, some more feedback. Dear General No Talent McHackerson, (laughs) Holy crap, Doc describing the history of beer at the end of the last brewcast was one of the creepiest voices I have ever heard. He says, you talk about Push and other creeps making skin suits. I think Doc's the one you have to watch out for. <laughs> Maybe he's not using his neighbor's skin, but I bet he wears a goat skin suit while nailing his wife. <laughs> oh, oh well, man. Okay, that voice... Now I'm getting creeped out. <laughs> now you're creeped out. <laughs> says, oh, man, that voice inappropriately touched something deep in my soul. <laughs> for the love of God, please don't ever do that again. And for the safety of future generations, delete all copies of that. Better yet, burn the hard drive that the files are stored on. Your humble foot soldier on the European front, caped Bruce Seder. And he wants to know, did you guys ever send a kit over to Daniela, and is she brewing? Uh, no and no. She's got no time to brew. She's uh, working all the time. And although now she's not working, she's at uh, Oktoberfest basically every day. <laughs> she's drinking a lot. She was hanging with the whites. Uh, for a couple days at Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah? And
2: Sully's over there now.
1: Sully's yeah. there now. I don't know if she hooked up with Sully. I think she probably sullied, him, sullied her. Uh, but the Whites yeah. have been there, and uh, she took him around a few tents. And She said that Mike White got trashed. <laughs> like, really trashed. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> like, uh, we have to take him home to go to bed now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to hear that from Mike White. It's going to be good. Uh, all right, what else do I have? I can see here? that. A lot of stuff here, I'm telling you. Uh, oh, here's a guy who wants us to know what a great sleeping aid our show is. <laughs> hey there, Brewcasters. Want to let you know what a great sleeping aid your show is. I started listening to the Jamil Show at the beginning of the summer from many recommendations on homebrewtalk.com and enjoyed it very much. I, it left me wanting more, especially since I've not been able to brew that much this summer. So I started downloading the Sunday Session archives, too, and I'm still wanting. I fall asleep listening to you a-holes just about uh, every night sad, isn't it? I think it's, uh has really started to warp me subconsciously. By the way, I, I would agree with it. I would not recommend falling asleep to this show. You have weird dreams. Well, you, get, you get hammered enough, you will just fall asleep. Yeah. Because I listened to the Charlie P. Archive show just the other day, the Papazian show we did, and he had a criticism. That was a long time ago, too, I think. He says, you didn't have him say it. I would love to have heard him actually say those famous lines. Though maybe he did say we it. Relaxed, have a homebrew. asleep, Yeah. I don't know why I didn't have. I, you know, you don't want to act. You don't want to ask a guy to act like a monkey. You know, like a, he's a circus animal. Do your trick. You know, do the thing <laughs> that you do. Yeah, and the guy thing he, you do. He has to say it at like every event he goes to. Hey, he made it up. He has to. You know, it's his catchphrase. Yep. Uh, I don't remember. We might have said it. I don't really remember. Uh, anyway, seriously, fun show. Actually, I often stay up later than I intend to because I'm laughing so much. And I guess there's some information to ponder in there as well somewhere. So. There you go. That's from uh, Dave in Vermont, as a matter of fact. Home of our uh, brewery guest today. Cool. All right, here's the cursing. E- I think this will be the last one. No, I got two more to do. I told you we got a lot of stuff. A speaker at a University of California free speech rally, leave it to the Berkeleyites. Uh, in the late 60s got up in front of a couple thousand students and said simply, anyone who is afraid of words ought to have his fucking head examined. And the crowd cheered wildly. Now, in Pacheco, 40 years later, it would seem that we are having a major relapse into the linguistic dark ages. Our little wee-wees have gotten terribly chilled and are shriveling up and retreating into warmer places. We are turning away from our beloved friends, the dirty words. Why are we suddenly surgically altering our vocabularies? Why are we whacking off the best few millimeters of our colorful tongues? They're why are we <laughs> why are we neutering our sentences to satisfy some nameless neo-word-abitionists? The forbidden words are the most versatile and energetic words we have to work with. They excite, they stimulate, they energize, they activate, they entice, they aggravate. Just like balls. But the only thing they don't do is promote boredom. Nobody is ambivalent. They get everyone's attention. They are our heroes. Our old pal fuck can be used for almost every part of speech, can have a hundred different meanings, and can be used in thousands of different situations. It is unfettered by all the stupid grammatical rules to which lesser words are subject to. Who would be stupid enough to blow such a powerful and versatile verbal tool out the frigging door? Why didn't he say "fucking dwarf"? Yeah. So in love with because he doesn't have to. <laughs> Which say brings that. up a good point: Why, if you say something in old English, is it, is it okay, even if it's the exact same word, only a few hundred years older? Who exactly who exactly is emasculating our First Amendment rights here? Armies the world over, from every country and every time, have warmly embraced dirty words. Why should the BN Army be any different? Your loyal pal, Chris. Sergeant Chris, BN Army Southern Support Division. Jesus, Chris. From Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. Well written, though, Chris. Good job, and a very eloquent speech. I didn't understand half of it. use of the words fuck. I think that was his intention. Oh. So the JP wouldn't get it. Uh... Yeah, I don't, like I said, we're not avoiding the dirty words, it. It was a joke. Dirty words. <clears throat> um, alright. Hey, here's a cool one. Uh, speaking of brewers, you know, over the history of our show, our brief history, uh, there's been a few listeners who have contacted me saying, hey, I eventually, I'm going to open up a brew pub one day, and I, I listen to you guys all the time. And sometimes they have us address questions, things like that. Well, needless to say, not all of those emails I get ever come to fruition. You know, I don't often hear back from a lot of people saying they've done it. But one guy did get back to me. He says, hey, guys, I just wanted to drop you a quick line telling you that you're still putting out awesome shows. Very informative these days, even. Surprise, surprise. I don't know if you remember me or not, but I used to go by the name of Kern River Brewer in your forum and chat. A few years ago, I was talking to you about opening up a brew pub in Kernville. Well, we have been open now for a little over a year, Kern River Brewing Company, and things have been well. We recently started bottling 22-ounce Bombers and are kind of taking that slow since we're a small seven-barrel brew pub. Anyways, enough about me. Just want to let you know I download your archives and listen to them either when I'm brewing or jogging in the early morning. Just listened to your show with John from Rogue and loved it. What a great guy. Anyways, uh, I've had my IPA at the Torodado a few times. It's called the Just Outstanding IPA. And I uh, was asking if I had a chance to try it. I've not tried it, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to be looking for it, dude. Uh, so he's going to get back to brewing, says keep up the good work. That's from Kyle, Kern River Brewing Company. If you're interested, check out kernriverbrewing.com. So, That's awesome, man. Isn't that great? Yeah, send us some. Yes, yeah, send us some beer. Most successful. He sounds pretty happy, too. Well, we ought to get him on the show and find out how, how that transition oh, yeah. was from uh, you know home brewer, listener home brewer at that, to uh, <laughs> professional. So, Listener Home
2: Brewer. Listener Home. Brewer. That's a whole different category, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I've been to Kernville too, by the way. It's a cool little place. I used to go uh whitewater rafting on the Kern River there. Mm-hmm. And you were active once? I used to move. Like outdoors? Yeah, I used to walk and everything. Wow. That so. agrophobia didn't Yeah,
2: didn't, uh, hurt you back then.
1: No, that was back when I wasn't afraid of uh the germs outdoor. and the outdoors <laughs> and everything else. Strange people. I could camp, yeah. People didn't bother me. It was fine. <laughs> Uh, it's a cool place. So a good place to open a pub. KernRiverBrewing.com. That's a cool thing to hear that he's doing that. So congrats, my brother. Keep up the good work. Uh, all right. This is the last thing. This is partly feedback and part response uh, to something that happened last show. Uh, listener wanted me to know, hey, Justin, Doc was wrong about his crystal malt explanation. Um that we did last week which is about whether or not they are convertible things like that he says uh, just because they're converted in the malt steeped doesn't mean they're fermentable the kilning after the steeping makes the crystal malt more complex and less fermentable if they didn't kiln it it would be a lot more fermentable uh, if crystal malt was very fermentable it would be more like base malt or sugar and would leave you uh, a little drier um etc cetera, etc cetera. that's from grant and uh doc was aware of this already um doc Ch- go and
2: i were discussing that earlier in the week and um, i basically came down I, I misread the question at the beginning
1: basically we got a caller last week who asked doc about crystal malts
2: yeah and i I don't know where my head was at the beginning of that and then uh justin i just listened to yeah. it back again and like I said, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <And at the laughs> Although you got it right at the end. No, we we, we ironed it out at the end. Yeah. Um, so,
1: what Oops. was the whole deal? What was the question? Is it just whether or not? Uh, well, I
2: thought it was whether it's fermentable or not, and then we got in, we got into in conversions else. and all kinds of other stuff. But um.
1: okay, Oops. Is, is there a final word? Is there what was the real answer?
2: Yeah, the real answer is that it still is fermentable, but the more you're it, the more the sugar's complex. Okay. And uh, uh melanoidins and things, so they get less fermentable. Okay. But even uh, uh, black patent is going to be like 55% fermentable. Okay. So it doesn't go down to zero. All right. So you're going to get some fermentables out of them.
1: So if you're listening to the... It's near the end of the Rogue show from last week. If you're listening to that and uh disregard the first couple minutes of Doc's answer. Yeah. But the end was right. So uh, you can check that out and uh, that, that'll get you through.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to myself. Uh, on the that, show? On the show at all. So that was kind of strange.
1: It's really a good idea not to in, in most like, cases, yeah. you know, in my opinion. Uh Real quick, some news that was sent to me I wanted to cover because it's a health benefit of beer. I always like to do that. Um all right. The story basically says you may be hard pressed to recall events after a night of binge drinking, but a new report suggests that low to moderate alcohol consumption may actually enhance memory. There are human epidemiological data of others indicating that mild to moderate drinking may paradoxically, uh, paradoxically improve cognition in people compared to abstention. So it goes on and on. You can read it yourself. I just want big to, words in there. I know. That's why I'm going to not read the whole thing. Uh But, yeah, basically, uh, you know, it's the same old thing. There's a, every health benefit story we read always has to do with one to two drinks per day. And they're just always finding new things that that helps out, too. You know, it's the heart and uh, other biological functions. And now it's about a little bit of memory.
2: Um yeah. I just think it's strange every time they come out with something good, somebody else comes out a month later with, Something no, it's bad. Been, yeah.
1: Or they, it's usually, it's that, yes, that's true, but this effect happens, which counters that. Like, yeah. so yeah, maybe you'll remember things, but what you remember is that fat chick you were hitting on. <laughs> like, that to me would be the bad yeah. part of the counter effect of this one. So, uh, you can check that out. Just, um, look up, uh, beer or two daily. it's so like your, your courage
2: increases, but your judgment decreases.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they don't study that in more in depth, by the way stuff that we need to know uh that was in the scientific american by the way so a respected journal all right everybody i gotta take us a quick break uh, when we come back we're gonna be talking to todd hare of magic hat brewing company they're out of vermont chat's favorite east coast brewery is that right chat that's good stuff yeah oh. used to live
3: right down the block from him
1: he used to get like really cheap growlers there so
3: five bucks for refills nice. it's crazy yeah I used to get drunk walk there in snowstorms it was perfect
2: <laughs> anybody like pass out on the way home in the snowstorm
3: no 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 never had that happen
1: <laughs> it's too bad it's a good story <laughs> so hang in there we got a lot to do we got the Michael Jackson toast coming up in about 20 minutes we're gonna participate in that and you should too it's a worldwide event so uh, it's a good thing to be doing when we come back magic Hat Brewing company hang in there it's the session we're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
8: And you're back with the ultimate homebrewing show where today's topic is dark beer. But first, let's go to the phones. Who are we talking to?
3: Jamel. Jamil Zanishev?
8: What can we do for you, Jamil?
9: What were you guys saying about dark beer?
8: All dark beer is really strong. And bitter. Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac 1947. You know of something better?
10: Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing. Extract, partial mash, all grain. We cover it all. Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will find one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on Brewing Classic Styles, the homebrew book of the year.
11: So, do you
8: cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge from my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh man, you really need this book.
10: Order your copy today.
8: Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival. Give Booze a chance.
11: Hey, one, two, one, two, three, four! Everyone is talking about light ale, brown ale, there there
4: is some.
5: A little, no, you know what I mean, a little. That's
12: all, I'll put you on the next page's eyes.
5: Necrobiotic, man.
8: If you like the prices you get from the major homebrew shops but live on the wrong coast, or if your local homebrew shop doesn't carry what you need, or if you just want a shop where you are appreciated as a customer and treated like a friend, head on over to the Do-It-Yourself Brewing Company at DIYbrewing.com. They have an extensive selection and are bringing new products in on a daily basis. In fact, if you need something they don't have, just let them know, and they'll get it for you as soon as humanly possible. Check out all their products, recipe kits, winemaking supplies, and specials at DIYbrewing.com. With everything from Ferminators to carboys, DIY Brewing either has what you need or can get it fast. At DIY, they're homebrewers helping homebrewers get what you need. Visit them in Rollinsworth, New Hampshire. Call 603-205-4168 and stop by DIYbrewing.com and get brewing. And during the month of October, get $5 off any $50 or more order with coupon code BN. Do it yourself with a little help from DIY
1: Brewing. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. (laughs) I mean, your friends will look at you with awe,
7: and it's just hot. It is.
2: It's so super hot.
7: (laughs) (laughs) The home of live beer radio. Because, like beer.
1: Welcome back to the session, everybody. Hope you had yourselves a nice break and you refilled your glasses and uh, maybe visited a couple of our sponsors while you were at it because that's a nice thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Only nice people do that. (laughs) Welcome back to the session. Uh, Today we are focusing on and featuring uh, one of the best and coolest, at the very least, uh, breweries on the East Coast, Magic Hat Brewery Company. I've got Todd Hare, Hopefully on the line with us. Welcome to the show, my brother. It's good to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. Is it uh, snowing and uh, miserable yet on the East Coast? Well, right
12: autumn now? is in the air. The wood splitter's moving. You know, is that
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you no, guys. It's have...
12: getting uh, getting a little bit there. You know, getting a little colder. But
1: I miss a That's lot funny, of things yeah. about the East Coast, but the the weather is not one of them. Man, uh, you guys have all. You, you don't miss things. that. I do not miss that. A uh, skiing is good. But actually, I think skiing's better in California than it is out
12: there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. No, no snow. I think we just get like the uh, the brunt of just cold weather.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And rain. All right. Well, Todd Hare is the brewmaster at Magic Hat Brewing Company, and he's going to be talking to us for a couple of hours about all sorts of topics. So, eight 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 four zero one beer. That's our phone number, or you can join J P in the chat room by hitting the chat now button and ask all the questions you want. We're going to find out a little bit about the history of Magic Hat here and then get ready for our Michael Jackson toast, which is coming up in about 10 minutes. So, uh, hey, one of the interesting things, Todd, about Magic Hat is, like, everything that you guys do. <laughs> You're kind of a weird place. with uh, It's very eccentric, and I kind of want to know about how that all started. What's the idea behind Magic Hat?
12: Well, I mean, the... uh the whole presence of uh, Magic Hat is strictly derived from uh, Alan Newman. I mean, Alan Newman is a uh, he uh, started the the brewery with the, um, the original brewmaster, which was uh, Bob Johnson. They started about 1994. And if you've ever heard of like Seventh Generation, it's a kind of like a I don't know, like a environmentally safe like household products that that they make. Okay. That was like a company he started earlier in his days, but, I mean, Alan is just like a pretty, you know, I mean, he's his images and everything, so everything the look and feel of Magic has it comes from this guy, and he's like a, I don't know, barefoot hippie walking around the brewery with broken glass, so you figure it out from there. But,
1: <laughs> Beautiful. <you>
12: know,
1: <laughs> I want to meet this He guy. has,
12: uh, let's just say, you know, that's his vision, and... um I would say he's like that main brain that kind of where everything trickles out from there, like the Medusa cap, so to speak.
5: But okay, it's it's pretty
1: interesting. All right, you can kind of see it if you go to the website. Uh, is it just is it hat dot com? Is that the website? Magicad.net, I believe. There you go. If you go there, you kind of instantly get a feel for this not being your average brewery, and uh, it's a cool website. You got to do some searching around for different things, which I'll be honest, typically is annoying. But with Magicad, it's kind of fun because (laughs) it's really a it's a well designed site, and you got to search around for everything. Oh, yeah. you got to work for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It used to be worse. When I found you guys for the first time about a year ago, uh, I think it took me 20 minutes just to find the beer list on your old website. <laughs> I felt like a dope.
12: Yeah, so, yeah, they, they, people have been working on that, so that's uh, keeping a little... We're always, uh, like, that cloaked in stinkers-y, so to speak. So.
1: <laughs> that's cool. How long you been the brewmaster there?
12: Well, I've been at Magic App for about uh, 10 years. Okay And um, So I uh, Kind of um, Was uh, Bob Johnson's Right hand man there So to speak For the past So I've been Kind of um, Brewmaster there For about The past uh, Let's say Six years Probably
1: Okay Wow that's great Did you Did you learn to brew uh, Professionally Yeah I was
12: a um, I was a pretty Avid home brewer You know And it was like Always those times Where you're like Oh what am I going to do What am I going to do And hey you know, brewing was such a great thing. So Yeah. I kind of um from that point I I had, uh believe it or not, I had gone to um a little short course out in uh Siebel Institute. Okay. This was probably like it around nineteen ninety I don't know, ninety two, ninety three or something like that. And um I worked and when I got there I got I finally got a little job at uh working for free at a brewery in Hoboken. Believe it or not.
5: Like I, I believe
12: on it. On the Hudson River. Yeah. And um, I ended up going back to Siebel. I got a uh, Michael Jackson Beer Education Scholarship, believe it or not, through the Institute of Wine and Foods,
5: no that Brooklyn
12: Brewery sponsored, and I was able to go out there for a diploma course. So I was kind of. Uh, Siebel was my uh, formal education in brewing, and uh, from there I like, headed up to uh, Vermont, where I've been since.
1: Okay. Were you living in Vermont uh, before that?
12: I was actually from Texas, believe it or not.
1: I see. So,
12: so I'm not, I'm not going back there though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where in Texas were you at?
12: I was outside of. Uh, I was born in Houston and raised in outside of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So, That's a, I was back for the uh, conference last year, and I was like, oh, I don't really miss Texas.
1: And so Austin's you, a great city. You went from like the most conservative place in the country to uh, the least conservative place in the country.
12: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> which is like fine that. by me. Yeah. I think you know you always find your uh, where you need to fall into somewhere, one way or another.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But
12: yeah, magic hands yes. certainly uh, let your uh, freak flag fly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, how did you get that uh, Michael Jackson scholarship to go?
12: It was a. Um oh, how did I get that?
5: Yeah.
12: Oh, it's just a. Um, it was. I, I think it was um, the American Institute for Wines and foods put this on and uh, it was a they did one for chefs or for uh, people in brewing and it was a sponsored one by michael jackson mm-hmm. uh through brooklyn brewery at the time okay and um i was like one of the first recipients of it and then a few other people from that area um won that scholarship uh, later on but it helped you know fund a, a portion of the uh the education that i i got further on
5: that's great did you have which, to see saw... which
12: was pretty interesting was seeing knowing that toasted tonight I, when i was at uh this brewery in and i and michael jackson came and talked i mean i don't know if he could if anybody could hear him but it was like probably close to 500 people at, wow. at this brewery which was pretty interesting
1: no kidding what was so, what did he talk about do you remember
12: what he did is um, he, it was a thing that, um, there was a fellow, Richie Stolars used to do a, um, it was called Beers International, That was right from that, from, um, northern New Jersey, uh-huh. and this, and Richie Stolars would put these beer tasting dinners together, and Michael Jackson would come over probably, like, two or three times a year, and do these and tastings and food pangs with, I think the fellow, uh, Tim Schaefer, he was, a, he's a food chef, and. But um this was like probably one of the bigger ones that he put on, this guy Richie Stolars. Um who probably he passed away a few um let's say probably five years ago ten years ago. I uh, can't remember, but but it was uh, quite quite an event I remember, but I I think that uh, Michael Jackson was just like, Oh, let me just get through this thing, you know. It was just <laughs> a, he probably had they probably had a little uh little PA system but right. nobody could hear him and I think he was just like All right.
1: <laughs> pop up your beer and <laughs> move on let's get on with it boys <laughs> yeah well, this is a good segue for us, because we're just a couple of minutes away from the official toast, which is at 6 o'clock. Um, so there's kind of a whole thing. I want to let you guys know about a couple of websites that you, you can check out, and you can get information about this. If if you want to know even what we're doing, you can go to BeerHunter.com and check it out, and, and they list it there. There's a poster that you can look at that's uh, the official Michael Jackson toast poster. And the entire toast is set in uh, bars and pubs all over the country, and it's designed also to raise money for the National Parkinson Foundation, which um, as you may or may not know, is um, what uh, afflicted Michael Jackson, and uh, he ended up uh, dying of complications due to that. So, here's how the the poster reads, just real quick. Michael Jackson, the English writer who taught millions that beer is a noble and complex drink, died in London on August 30th, uh, 2007. If you know his writing, you'll understand what a loss this is to the beer world. If you're now enjoying a range of Diverse, beautifully made beers. You owe him your thanks. Come raise a glass to his memory and raise funds for the National Parkinson Foundation to help people who, as Michael did, live with Parkinson's disease. And Michael lived with it for a long time without telling anybody. In fact, it was only recently that it kind of uh, became public. So you can go to parkinson.org to make your donation, um, and any donation that has Um, As long as it says tribute to Michael Jackson somewhere in the memo line, it will be attributed to this event. You can also mail a check to 1501 Northwest 9th Avenue, Bob Hope Road in Miami, Florida. Three three one three six. Canadian participants are advised that the National Parkinson Foundation also operates five centers of excellence in Canada and does issue tax receipts for all contributions, including those from Canada. So it's really a great way to show your appreciation for Michael and to support a really good cause, uh, the National Parkinson Foundation. And again, that's uh, www.parkinson. Dot org, And just real quick, before we do the toast, I just want to say that uh, people like me, uh, not just brewers ac- across the country, but really people who are in beer media, um, I've talked to a lot of beer writers, um, Jay Brookston is-, is one of them, who really kind of point out that without guys like Michael Jackson, who were the official Writers, the guys who did it better than anyone, and the, uh, the guys who made a living at this first, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. It's 6 o'clock right now, everybody, so I hope you got your glasses ready, and uh, we're going to raise it in a toast to the late and the great Michael Jackson. Thank you for sharing beer with the world and uh, letting us enjoy and do what we do. Cheers to Michael. Cheers.
5: Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: All right, so can I tell you about a uh, can I tell you about a cool game that they're playing in the chat room now? Yeah, is
1: it does it have to do with Michael? Because I'm not moving on quite yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Every time Michael Jackson's name is mentioned, yeah, you have to take a drink. Good idea for the whole rest of the show. (laughs) All right, Todd, are you in, buddy? (laughs) <laughs> and, by the way, this was an uh, invention of a sponsor. DIY brewing is in the chat room. Oh, is that right? Yeah, fantastic. And so,
1: I think it makes it doubly okay. It does make it doubly okay. Yeah. If our sponsors say it, then it's okay. <laughs> I think Michael actually uh, would appreciate that himself. Michael, and, who? Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's a drink right there. Everybody, we'll take another sip. Uh, but really, I just you know wanted to make sure. And there's going to be a whole. uh presentation put on and a dedication of Michael Jackson at the JABF this year, which I'm uh, really excited to see, people are just going to be sharing things that they've heard him say and, and, and how he's influenced and Funny thing with me is, uh, you know, he started to influence me when I started making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. I saw him on the Conan O'Brien show. Before I ever read anything he did, I always knew about him. And I saw him on Conan, and I took audio clips, and we made fun of him here on the show. People got real pissed off at us, uh, at me, uh, for, for doing that whole bit. But it was after that that, uh, you know, that I actually really appreciated Michael because I learned that his uh, sense of humor was uh, probably better than mine, and he was cool with all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, he, he really knew how to, to, to throw Throw in those little uh, yeah, kind of, you know, little jabs here and there or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: but if you do some looking around and if you ever get a chance to talk to any beer writers or anything like that, I, I promise you that you're going to find out that uh, he's really the guy that opened this door for everybody and spread the appreciation. So uh, that is my personal thank you to Michael for for really opening up all these avenues for us and uh, we get to share good beer. Like so, who? <laughs> that, I think I said it two, two or three times yeah. in there. So you might owe us a couple of drinks, everybody, Chat. All I see you is le- you leaning back like a b- fat load Slacking. over there. Oh!
7: <laughs> oh, like a fat load. <laughs> mm, not
1: a big fat load. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, what are you drinking right now?
12: Well, I finished up uh, Allagash White, and I was having a little uh, Circus Boy here.
1: Nice beer. Hey, that's a good time to start talking about the beers of Magic Hat, uh, because... Uh, not only, you guys have cool names for everything already, but it's also hard to figure out what kind of beer it is you're buying. We had some in the fridge that uh, Shat had brought home to us, and Jamil came over, I think, I think like a week ago, and he grabs a magic hat out of the fridge, and he's, he's asking me, well, what is this? I, I don't know if I want to drink it. What is it? And I am like, I, I don't know, man. They don't really say what it is. So you guys are kind of into the mystery of your beers, Todd.
12: Yeah, it's... Um Kind of started off our our first beer we brewed was just called ale.
5: Really, that was it. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) uh,
12: Beer. And then uh, we eventually named it Bob's. So, uh, (laughs) which is much more that was about the uh, the the depth of it. But no, I think the um, you know it's just a a point of being able to be creative in the in the fact that we're not like stylistically brewing. Uh, beers say they should be falling in this realm or this range, and um, just kind of keeps it open to um, maybe the consumer's
2: perspective. Well, you know, just on a little clue might help. help. Yeah, just a little clue might help. <laughs>
1: clue? Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that to take say, the labels
2: off them all? What the hell?
1: Is that to say that you guys will? you know you just you don't ever think of a style when you're brewing you just want to go ahead and brew or do you start with a style
5: um,
12: yeah i, I you know we kind of um it's just open to um what the brewer would like to do but yeah we we kind of have a range so to speak um, like we want to brew a dark beer or a light beer or hoppy beer okay but it's not necessarily where where you know it needs to fall and uh We've gotten better. Let's just say that. Okay, <laughs> it used to be. It used to be a lot worse. So I, see. I think we're uh, we're getting a little bit more. Um, what do I say? Consumer
1: friendly, so to speak. So. Okay, that's fair enough. Now, how about how does that uh, you know not having these stylistically defined beers? How does that affect you when things like the GABF come up and everyone's entering their beers in that in competitions like that?
12: Well, that's just one of the things. We just never um, we haven't. We've never participated in the GABF. I think solely from the fact of that, and um, Alan is, you know, he's not a um, competition kind of guy, and so uh, he just says, you know, what? We're brewing beers for our customers, and that's what it's about, and you know, it's part of our mission statement. You know, we're working for our customers, so that's what it's all about
1: for us. Beautiful. So being the hippies that you guys are, is your place kind of green too? Are you guys, uh, reclaiming energy and, uh, all sorts of things like that?
12: Yeah, I mean, we're, it's an old brewery where we're at now. I mean, the brewery where we, you know, like I said, we started off as a draft brewery down the road in Burlington, Vermont. And then we moved up a little bit and built a brewery about 10 years ago. And now it's like a 50 barrel JV Northwest system and we've had that. You know pretty much for the past 10 years so um and we've been growing it but you know lots of old things in the brewery and lots of new things but for the most part as we like we're always thinking about how like you know how we can lessen the impact on the environment that's that's an obvious one but it's it's a lot of things that we're putting in down the road that they're going to really help um you know you know prove like what we're trying to do you know and for right now it's things about all the um, byproduct of waste that, that we accumulate during um, brewing beer that is um is what we're about about recycling so Okay. We have to. And yes. just going down the drain is not gonna help us anyway in Burlington, so
1: Yeah, you'll get chased right out of there.
12: <laughs> that's right. Both and I open it for us, so anything we can help <laughs> with uh you know side streaming, that's what we're about, is the brewery. Yeah.
1: Attack of the hairy-legged women! If you don't, uh will
12: oh, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> can't
1: have that. Uh, Shat's holding back. Over you got again. your fair share there, don't you? You know what? Oh, yeah, I but... can make fun of you because I'm right next door to Berkeley, and it's probably worse, man. Well, there you go. <laughs> They're yeah. Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, walking through downtown Berkeley, I think the only difference is that uh, Berkeley is filthy, dirty, and they still pretend to be like this—you know—really hippie, clean place. And Burlington, though, not filthy at all. It's a really nice place. You know, so what would Michael Jackson think about that? <laughs> he would think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> drink yeah. that. Hey, someone asked uh, from our chat room, "What's the logic behind the numbers for your beers?" Oh. You got a few with numbers, huh?
12: Oh yeah, we did. Uh, we did a series. Well, obviously, number nine is like a, you know, number nine, number nine. The Beatles, yeah. Everybody's but it was a. Um, <laughs> we have number numerical numbers that are for batches. And just like, you know, the brewery is always, you know, evolving. It's like a brand of distinction. So we're always just like, okay, what are we going to change? So just as people, like, are saying, oh, batch 322 and 328. Or we just kept going. We're just, that's gone now. We're off to an odd notion program. So nobody has to worry about the batch numbers anymore.
1: I see. Now you guys think you have things like high PA. Which
12: that's right. That's, our, that's our a that's a IPA one. that we do. Yeah, that's
1: a great one. You guys have I I whoever creates the names, man, genius. I love the name. Tell me about Another, IPA. Yeah.
12: So yeah, that the IPA, have you ever seen? You know that guy Stanley Mouse. No, he's, he's an artist. That, yeah, well, he probably he did a lot of things for the. Uh, let's see. He, 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 well, I know one because it's kind of my ear. He did the. Uh, a lot of people know him from like some of the hippie psychedelia they did back in like the Hate Ashbury time, but he did a lot of the posters back yeah, then.
5: I
1: remember. That. Oh, okay, that's why Doc uh, knows it. All right,
12: uh, <laughs> but I, I know it from the Journey Escape album. That's 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 all. I know.
3: <laughs> all right.
12: <laughs> so there you go. You know, I, I'm like I don't want to be dated, but you know, yeah. But it, anyway, it's um, the IPA is um, that's like a IPA we brew um, strictly like 100% uh, Columbus hops. Through that about fifty five IBUs, but okay, that's kind of our um, spring seasonal beer, that pretty nice uh, crisp pale malt.
1: Yes, yeah, somebody that's had actually me. written in to me and asked about the hop schedule. Uh, you say it's all Columbus, huh?
12: All Columbus straight through, and do you hop it? We do a uh, we do a um, we do two types of the way we hop our beer is we do a we run a portion through a hop back that goes to primary fermentation and then. From there, about a, a point before the end of fermentation, we dry hop in our fermenters with pellets because we do open fermentation. And then we do a, probably a secondary dry hopping when we move to our conditioning or storage area. We do all uh, cone hops that they'll go into the um, the storage tank, and then we'll do so. It's a secondary and then a thirdary kind of dry hopping period. Okay. So as much as we can get the hops on there, the better. It comes out more. more I think that uh, the leaf hop gives a little bit more of a kind of a sweet
1: leaf kind of taste to it. So, All right. Uh, while I got this guy's questions up, because I'll forget to ask them if I don't ask him now. Um, <clears throat> you want to know, is, is there an ABV legal limit for Vermont? Yeah, there's 8%. It's 8, huh? Wow, oh, I hate limits. So that's why it's named number 9? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, killer, right? This one goes to nine. <laughs> <laughs> so this one goes to nine. Uh, so when it's eight percent, can you only go like right to eight, or could it be within? So could you be eight and a half? Um, nah, yeah.
12: Well, you have to be at around uh, yeah eight eight percent, seven point nine nine percent. Okay. And um, but you can brew the beer. It just is gonna be sold um in a different avenue, like through the department of liquor control, so
5: I see
12: you go to the grocery store you gotta go pick up a fifth of booze, and there's like a beer sitting next to the um you know old crow or so
1: I see <laughs> I love that right next to the plastic bottle of you Gold have, you have crow. your line
12: of like uh, duval and you have your lines of uh, you know all the the different beers that are. From Unibrew, They're all just kind of lined up right there, and then okay. you can put your anything above 8% right there.
5: I
1: see. All right. So it's not that you can't
12: brew. So let's That's just good. put it this way. There's not a lot of different beers that are in Vermont that are
1: above 8%. Okay. And then the guy also wanted to know what you guys used for sanitation. Uh, using caustic to clean? Are you using star sand? Uh, he just was curious about that.
12: Oh, uh, what company or what type of chemical?
1: I guess you know if you use a caustic, you don't have to say what kind of. Chem- I'm sure you use caustic. Yeah, we to use clean. a caustic, and uh, we
12: use a two um, percent uh, sodium hydroxide cleaning for, uh, and uh, we do a pyrositic acid sanit sanit sanitizers, and then we bolt back and forth between that or um, iodine.
1: All right, fair enough. I got to take a break, and then when we come back. I got a lot of things to talk to you about. Pre-interviewed Todd yep. today, and he's got some good stuff going on there to talk to us about. So you're going to want to get your questions ready for this too. I've got a few more things in front of me from listeners that we'll get to when we come back. Also, Todd, um, cool thing about them is there's some beers that only uh, rotate there at the brewery. sha. I don't know if you knew that back in the day. I did. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about those. They have a barrel aged series, which is kind of cool. Um, a few different beers that they, um, they're all barrel aged. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, they have a cool hop back. So we're going to talk about hop backing. We're going to talk about, uh, chrysening and top cropping of ale yeast. We're going to talk about non-traditional ingredients, all sorts of good stuff when we come back. So Todd, refill yourself a beer and hang in there because, uh, it's just a couple, a, a couple minute break and then we'll come back. All right. All right, brother. So get your questions ready. It's 888-401-BEER. That's 888-401-BEER. Or, of course, you can join JP in the chat room and ask your questions to us that way. This is the session. Todd here from Magic Hat. You can go to magichat.net and uh, fish your way around that cool website. It's a fun place to visit. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network. Did you know? that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly by clicking podcast at morebeer.com you'll learn about more beers history sales and discounts on more beer products get to know team members and hear ways to save you money they're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience so go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033 that's 800-600-0033
4: Double E-double R-U-N, bear run, B-double E-double R-U-N, beer run, all we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver, B-double E-double R-U-N, beer run. couple of frat guys from Abilene Drove out all night to see Robert Earl Keane At the Cape Pig Swine and Soiree Dance They wore baseball caps and khaki pants They wanted cigarettes So to save a little money They bummed one off this hippie that smelled kind of funny And the next thing they knew They was both really hungry and pretty thirsty too b double e double bear. All we need is a ten and a fiver, a car and a key and a naval driver, B double E double Found a store with a sign, said their beer was coldest They sent in Brad, cause he looked the oldest He got a case of beer and a candy bar Walked over to where all the registers are Laid his fake ID on the countertop The clerk looked and turned to look back up and stopped And said, boy, I'm not gonna call the cops But I am gonna keep this card The guys both took it up uh, pretty hard B-A-A-R-U-N, they're B-double-E-double-R-U-N Beer Run right? Oh, how happy we would be if we only brought a better fake idea On b double Beer Run right? They met another old hippie named Sleepy John. He claimed to be the one from the Robert Earl song, so they gave him the cash. He bought them some brews. It was a beautiful day in Santa Cruz. They was feeling so good, it should have been crying. The crowd was cool and the band was prime. They made it back up front to their seats, just in time to sing with all their friends. The road goes on forever and the party never ends b double are double in bear right. b double e double are you right. all we need is a pen and a fiber a car and a key and a sober driver b double double are right. double e double are bear ride right.
10: What have you gotten out of a vial of White Lab's yeast?
1: WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23,
6: Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale.
8: Cal Common, WLP
6: 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer.
8: I got a sweet hoodie for my vial.
10: Huh? huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast. Would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, T-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's
1: all in the vial. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening
8: The Brewing
1: Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Alright everybody, thanks for hanging in there with us. We appreciate it. We got uh, Todd Hare from Magic Hat Brewing Company hanging with us today, talking about beer. Hey, I just found out that Doc put up his uh, his Tom Selleck avatar in the forum that we talked about last week, where he's got the Tom Selleck mustache. Good job, Code! And people are already photoshopping him onto uh, ads. Uh, yeah, to brawny ads and Marlboro Man ads. So <laughs> you gotta go check it out if you've not joined our forum yet. I'm uh, uh,
2: going to Rat Pad in a second. <laughs> And it's on the second page of the rap. Pit I
1: don't
0: know, I kind of like Bubs, though He did a Brokeback Mountain 2 The last page page.
1: (laughs) Yeah Uh, Hey Todd, are you still with us, brother? Oh, yeah All right, very good, very good (laughs) What what are you guys drinking there? Uh, Tonight, we actually, for the sake of Michael Jackson We open up this really nice beer from It's called Imperial Brown Goose From Goose Island Beer Company You ever had that? Oh, nice it's, uh, I've had,
12: I've had, I've never had that beer, but I've I've had their
1: beer before. They make really nice beers, actually, and this one's um, a really beautiful malty, uh, kind of a Belgian style beer. It's a good one, very tasty. Did you? What did you refill with, Todd?
12: I haven't refilled yet. Oh, you're, uh, you're breaking... I think I unloaded. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think I... it's like uh, what is it ten? 10 o'clock here, 8, 9, 30, I don't know what
1: time it is. Yeah, it's probably pretty late. Hey, Chad uh, sp- is spreading the rumor that you're actually a listener of the show, that you had heard the show before we asked you to be on it.
12: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, I got all my 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 downloads going on my uh, my podcast. Nice. The so I was like, oh, God, I'm, 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 dude, the thing is, is that I dump them all down, you know, and whenever I go somewhere, I'll be able to just put it on my iPod and listen, so it's kind of nice. That just sounds so cool. I always, like, skim through them and... Uh, just download as many as I can that I want to listen to. That you know, the, I know there's a couple others out there too. So, so yeah, I'm into Though
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure this is the only one.
5: What? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's
12: what I'm saying. You guys are the only one. Yeah, there's uh, only room for oh, one <laughs>
1: good one. <laughs> we might have to send you an honorary uh, BN Army T-shirt cause, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah, come listen. on now. All right, brother, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> what, what size are you? <laughs> yeah, What's the size. Uh, I'm a large. Are ya? I was hoping. Yeah. You were, I so was hoping you were gonna tell me like four X or something. Four <laughs> X. Is that all you guys got left? 4X? <laughs> it might be all that we have left, yeah. Actually no, that's not what I was hoping. I just wanted to be able to call you a fat load if you told me you were a four X. Oh man.
12: <laughs> no grace.
1: Yeah, oh well. Uh okay. Here's what I want to start talking about in terms of your beers is uh non traditional ingredients. Um because you do a few different things uh, with your beers. In fact, you were telling me about uh, a beet beer that you guys recently brewed too. You want to talk about that?
12: Sure. Yeah, we we had. Um, I would say. Uh, yeah, we we brewed a beer that we we brewed it a while ago. Um, but this is uh, we just did it a second time. But it's called Kerouac. I don't know. It's an
1: awesome name it for the a name? Beet beer. Oh yeah, that's such it's beet cool. beer. And that was
12: it. You know, dear diary, I'm thinking about getting on the road again. Oh, fuck it. I'll have another beer.
1: <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> nice, <laughs> cool.
12: Anyway, no, but it was uh, it's we brew it with uh, about ten percent uh, Belgian uh, light candy sugar. It's a very light colored beer when it goes out. And then what we do is we do a beet boil. It's uh, during conditioning. Okay. And add the beets into the conditioning stage, which are like red ace beets, and um, peel them, put them right in the conditioning tank, age the beets right on the beer, and then it gives this, like, unbelievable, like, uh, garnet color, which is pretty amazing. So, uh, it's our best attempt at an um, alternative, so. Okay. But it is beet. So... And it has a uh, really nice... Um, I would say just an an earthy character to it, which we would think from beets, but it's pretty subtle.
1: When you say you do a it. beet boil, what does that mean exactly?
12: We we actually do a a boil we boil them from on the side. You know, we in a in a little in a we probably for a thirty barrel batch we did um I think it was about um seventy five pounds of beets. Okay. So we boil them off on the side, peel them, and put them into um, the right into the conditioning tank. Okay. And age them. Gotcha. So it gives—that's what really kind of throws a hue, and the and the, the beer really picks up the kind of like um, dry beating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. We've all been twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> you can use can Take that of your own mind, right? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh.
1: In fact, um, the T-shirt I send you is now going to be signed, Dry Beating. (laughs) Come on. It's early my
12: time. It's early your time, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You get some grace for that. But not much. Uh, all right, so that's one interesting beer. And some other things that you see. As homebrewers, we never know, um, and by we, I mean me, uh, never know uh, when to add these things and, and when to use them. And you've done a couple of different interesting ones. You were talking to me about a garlic beer that you guys did once.
12: Yeah, we did um, We did beer. Um, the brewery was born more or less on um, Halloween. Okay um in 94 so we did a um, beer called Night of the Living Dead and it was a um we did a garlic beer and we did uh garlic in the we actually this beer was like brewed with like a uh, whorehound. oh nice it was the bittering aspect of it and that was as a boil.
2: What is that? It's a candy. It's an old-fashioned candy. It's a
12: real nasty candy. I, I remember it because my like folks gave me that candy. Yeah, it I,
2: it, my grandmother and, and I were like the only ones. The most hated hated like
12: it. things, but it, for some reason, it stuck I'll, around.
2: I have some at home. i will bring but, some in. Okay, you'll hate it.
12: But uh, originally, they they used it as a bittering um, agent in beer a long time ago before hops were around. So I see. I thought, hey, I remember that. Yeah. So we tried that as a bittering aspect, and then we did um, garlic which was at the um, last 10 minutes of the boil.
1: Oh, so it and did actually was, go um, into the boil. Okay.
12: Yeah, we put it in the boil. Did you roast it? And um, hear that? from there we uh, fermented it, aged it, and then we then um, racked it off with uh, some rosemary that we conditioned it with in the um, conditioning tank. So, again, that was like where we added rosemary in the... Um, um, aging process. We kind of dry rosemary, so to speak.
1: So, the, what form of garlic did you put in? Did you roast it? Well, actually, it powder?
12: All, all whole clove.
1: You just threw a whole clove in there. Raw clove. Yes. Wow.
12: Yeah. All all the cloves.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to pass prejudgment before asking you how the beer was. That sounds awful. The whole thing sounds terrible.
12: Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> <It's> brutal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we still keep bottles around for. Um, you know, when somebody does laugh. something very special around the brewery, we, we yeah. want to make sure that they get to enjoy a few of these bottles. And we actually packaged it in a uh, clear glass, so <laughs> nice. you can only imagine.
5: <laughs> That's great how that one turned out. Yeah. yeah,
12: and we put we put one clove in each bottle. Oh man! So, oh God. Uh, yeah, it was it was brutal.
2: I would love to try it. Like, it actually, you
12: know, the, the oh. um, abomination of um, Cave Creek Chili Beer.
2: Oh man. Did
1: they have trouble so that getting the like garlic one, off their equipment? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> did the taste of garlic kind of stick around in, in your in your brew stuff?
12: Uh, no, 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 no. We, we that that stuff um, it gets um, pretty pretty.
1: Or was that
2: <laughs> that, that last beer you up, uh, did in that system? Aroma, you sold it, it
12: smelled like a pizza parlor. though, that's for sure. Oh, I bet. Ugh.
1: Oh, God. All right, and then so then you said you use rosemary. Where did you where did you use rosemary?
12: We uh, added that in the uh, secondary. Okay. Gotcha. So <laughs> it had a nice subtle rosemary character with the garlic. So yeah, I think that it was. Um, let's just say one in the rough there. I don't know. Um, Doesn't
2: you know, sound the like there's anything subtle the about that beer. Yeah.
12: No, there wasn't. It was really in your face. So.
1: And what what I kind think, of reaction uh, did you get out of it from from uh, your customers? I think
12: people were. Um, up for the challenge
1: yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
12: yeah definitely. but uh yeah. you know it's a one off and we uh, did it and that was that and it was it was uh, an interesting thing just for a, uh, for a birthday party for the brewery so
2: did cool. anybody actually come back and say they liked it
5: no
12: <laughs> oh no, we know I think a lot of people were like hey, this would go good with pasta oh yeah, yes. yeah. what a good pairing
5: <laughs> but yeah. I
12: think they were like uh, I
1: don't know grasping <laughs> See, I think that sounds cool. You know what else I think? I think actually putting the garlic into the boil, that's pretty bold, too, because cooking it is going to make it come out even more, Yeah, you know?
12: Oh,
1: yeah. Go good it over pretty the...
12: aggressive, believe you me. I think it was, um, they sweat before you even, like, uh, yeah. you know, got it down your throat.
5: Yeah.
2: Wow. Well We have a thing around here called the Gil- Gilroy Garlic Festival, and they garlic everything. Garlic ice cream, yeah. garlic pie. Well, there you go. and I, It would go well Yeah,
1: you should have sent it out there. That's funny. <laughs> what was that beer called? Night of the Living Dead, is it? it was is
12: called it? Night of the Living Dead, yeah. yeah. Sounds like it, too. That's great. Oh, uh, yeah, it's brutal.
1: <laughs> All right, another beer you told me about was uh, something that you guys have put chamomile in. What was that beer?
12: Yeah, that was one of the... Uh, yeah, there, I guess, you know, like I said, we, we don't do too many odd ones but we do um we put used chamomile that was uh in a braggot style beer okay. that we brewed. And um
5: that one like in the
12: boil as well and that was mm-hmm. um I think we used probably close to twenty pounds in a um thirty barrel batch. It's
2: like a whole bale.
12: Uh- yeah, it was um it was no... all the chamomile flour.
2: because yeah, it's all all and real so... light. I, I and what some... I did I bought some I'm for sorry? a beer I, I bought some for a beer and I asked for like an ounce or two and I have this full baggie full of it. Oh. So I can imagine what thirty pounds look like.
1: Yeah, that's a lot, isn't yeah.
12: it? Yeah, this beer we've aged then for like a year, so it had quite a lot of different characteristics. that came out over time, you know, that was where I was handed. Um, at high levels of chamomile, it's like cinnamon notes come out of there. So
5: Okay, gotcha. It's
12: kind of interesting, but um I think that between the chamomile and chamomile like accentuates that honey character. Yeah. So Yeah,
1: that see that's so why I think that connection. sounds like a good combo. Yeah. Now you yeah. said you put that in the boil also. Yeah. How do you decide where to use this stuff? See me, I would have maybe thought chamomile goes in the mash because you you, you want to steep it a little bit, you know. So how are you figuring out where in the process to put these things?
12: Well, we have a um, it's funny. You should ask. <laughs> we have a we have a little. Uh, we would call it our um, homebrewer's wet dream, and like we have our little sapco... Um, brew magic.
5: Oh yeah, very we have nice. a little
12: pilot system. Everything comes back to like five gallon batches, no matter what, you know. Okay, we're like uh, pretty adamant about brewing on a little pilot system at the brewery. So everything that we brew um, before it goes to a big batch, we have um, um, we do everything on a little um, fifteen. Well, it's fifteen gallons at a time, but we brew it to a knockout volume of about. Five ga- five gallons Okay So um, um, It's a great little system Little wort chiller um, Oxygen Chill wizard And um, It's just a uh, Hot liquor um, Louder And um, And cattle It's, it's a, a
1: that, Wet dream it sounds like Oh man yeah
12: It's <laughs> great For what we used to do We used to like uh, Just brew on uh, 20 barrels And say this is what It's going to be and, uh, But that didn't, it wasn't never exactly where we wanted it to be, so now we're able to dial in everything exactly what
2: we want. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, you're doing this ex- your experimental beer, and you're doing it in a full big batch, and uh, what if it didn't come. See, we should
12: have had it when we did the garlic beer.
1: Yeah, yeah. you guys, he went straight for the big batch, though.
12: <laughs> that's right. Bring on the garlic.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why you still have a couple of bottles around. <laughs>
12: Yeah, that's sort of like Circus Boy It has like lemongrass That's like a lemon We put lemongrass at the end of the boil as well And it's about five pounds per 50 barrels Really? that gives like a a lemony kind of citric twine note To the the finish of the beer
1: That's your Hefeweizen uh, style, right? That's right, yeah Okay
12: So that one, like that one we put um, uh, Lemongrass, like uh, It's kind of like a leaf cut uh, Tea cut um, Lemongrass in there
5: Okay See that's done, strong um, stuff too.
12: Yeah, it's pretty strong too as well. And we've done um we do a beer called Rouvel, which is a um it's a vanilla porter where we get uh Madagascar vanilla beans and um they're kind of split down the center and we actually add those in our primary, believe it or not. So we put about five pounds of whole vanilla beans into um our primary fermentation. Okay. And um, it gives a really nice vanilla characteristic to the beer. So,
1: and how many uh, gallon or barrel batches are you doing? Just so we can, we
12: do fifty barrel batches at 50. a time. Okay, so five. It, the brew house then. is fifty barrels.
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so five pounds—that's kind of a lot, too, isn't it? In a, in it's a, not a cheap vanilla either. beans or of anything? Yeah. Well, the vanilla beans, yeah.
12: <laughs> well, the vanilla beans, yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, oh man, the beer. You know, that—that's the thing. Um, doing one-off beers. If um, something comes out really great and people really enjoy it, the the cost of that per barrel is just (laughs) through the roof. So, (laughs) hey, you know, we, uh, you know, I don't know that's the best thing about it you never know what people like or what they what they don't like so
1: yeah absolutely are you guys able to recreate these things pretty accurately so when you know you do this batch and it comes out great like that uh you, you...
12: yeah what, what we what we typically do is um we have a group called um actually my my i'm i'm lead technician of a supernatural assembly you know i'm not like a <laughs> okay. room master i see and, uh but we have a group called uh, a wolfen group It's uh, what's our fucking name Okay, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's our uh, R and D group, and that group is responsible for like making these uh, different styles of beer. And we typically brew these small batches in like the five gallon batch, and then we bring them up, and then we do them for uh, like our our small artifactory, whether it's like twenty barrels. Okay, and then it goes up to like either draft or package. So we're able to kind of scale it up, and they kind of they come in pretty close. There's a, a couple of um, adjustments we make. And uh, other than that, it's pretty spot on, though.
1: Uh, I like that you guys have just freaky names for their <laughs> departments.
2: <laughs> That's great. It just sounds like a whole place is all about freaky names.
1: It sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'd hear you complaining about your job too much, Todd. Oh, well, how could you? Yeah, it sounds like a good place. I, I have a feeling that Shat, the producer, is going to be leaving California soon and applying at Magic Hat. <laughs> good place to work. <laughs> yeah. I've always heard
3: that.
12: Yeah. Well, he's got to definitely stop by again when he comes out here, right?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah, give him
3: some of that garlic beer.
1: Did you actually go in there when you were there? Oh, yeah. You, I used you to went grab growlers
3: all the time. No, 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 but
1: I mean oh. when you were just there a couple weeks ago.
3: Oh, no, I didn't make it up. You didn't
1: make it no. up there. no. no. Pussy. <laughs> were you in Vermont?
3: No, I was down in Connecticut.
1: Down in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, nobody goes to Vermont anymore. What's he going to do there?
3: doesn't he want some syrup.
12: <laughs> <Good>. I'm glad. <laughs>
3: yeah, hey, Burlington. great. Keep him out. I miss Burlington. Burlington's great.
1: <laughs> did you, Chad, did you live in Vermont or you lived in Maine? Vermont. Because who, who knows the difference between oh, those on. two places anyway? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can never figure it out. Maniacs. You lived in Vermont. <laughs> Vermont. Okay. All right. I did maniacs. <laughs> is that what you guys call yourselves out there, Todd? Or that's just what no. You, no.
12: No? No, all those people go down to Florida.
1: <laughs> the maniacs go to Florida. <laughs> oh, man. You guys did a cinnamon beer, too. Bold flavors there.
12: Yeah, the, the cinnamon was... Uh, we did that. Actually, Yeah, we used a little bit of cinnamon. A couple of... Uh, I think it, what that equated to is a couple of... Um, we did it in a lager, to tell you the truth. Okay. And it was, uh, we did a, um, only it's uh, same thing, we would dry hop. Well, everything, I, we, we find that most of the flavor comes out when we age it in the, the secondary. And that's, uh, that, to me, that's usually the, the, the preference that gives uh, the flavor that we're looking for, so to speak.
1: So. If you put those ingredients in the secondary.
12: Yeah, for me, that's the, that's what we typically find. It, okay. it
1: gives most of the flavors, gotcha. not so much in the boil. But how long are you able to, you know, being a commercial place that's got to turn around some beer, you know, how long are you able to keep beers in secondary?
12: Well, it all depends on the beer, for one. But um, we have fermenters that range from 15 barrels all the way up to, like, um, 800 barrels. So wow. They, uh, it's all dependent on uh, the beer that we want to keep around. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, some beer. depends on which one we're doing, but, yeah, it's whatever. Most of our beer that's at the brewery, it's, it's, uh, they're all turning around in about 14 days, and that's because they're typically in anywhere from 11 to 13 Plato beers, okay. ales, <laughs> lagers that we'll do will hold for... Uh, six weeks. Okay. And uh, anything above and beyond that, it's just all uh, whatever the
1: preference is on the style. So. All right. I got a feeling that Doc's going to own an 800-barrel fermenter one I, day.
2: Yeah, my eyes perked up at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. imagine the size of that. It just sticks out no, over the uh, rock. That was a, um,
12: that was a, a delivery about um, two weeks ago, and that's for a new outdoor uh, storage like a
5: uh, tank farm oh, okay.
12: which is believe
1: you me when we saw that one we yeah. said the same thing yeah no, uh, no. Wow. I've only seen one tank farm in my life it was it was at New Belgium and it blew me away man I couldn't I was standing on top of it I couldn't believe I was standing on top of a tank
12: oh farm. when you go up on the top of those tanks
1: yeah yeah it was just yeah. weird to see it felt supernatural I thought I was in some alien world <laughs> you know <laughs> these tank farms <laughs> uh, JP, is this a
0: call? Well, we that we Nothing the... to say. Uh, it's just, it's Brains Tasty. He's out at a bar. They were celebrating Michael Jackson thing, and he wants to come on and just say hi. And I figured, um, you know, you know, I really, I, I said it's up to you. Uh, I didn't make him any promises, so I can definitely tell him no. Well, he can hear you, so you can talk.
1: <laughs> well, I like Brains Tasty a lot. He helps us out quite a bit, but yeah,
0: I, that's I... why I figured I, I'd at least uh, give you a chance to say no. All right, Brains, you got
1: to do it quick because I'm in the middle of this interview. Brains, are you there, brother? Hey, Brains? Yeah, so he can't hear me anyway. All right. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Okay. um, Here, I had a couple basic questions for you from the listeners before we move on to our next topic. I want to talk about your hop back here soon. Um, Oh, here's a question that came through. Have you had to dump any of your experimental beers? You know, were they just too bad you had to get rid of them?
12: Oh, yeah. There's like... um Well, anything, we'll, like I said, we'll do it on the small batches. Okay. And uh, those, we brew probably six for every one that we're trying.
1: Oh, no kidding.
12: And then they'll get dumped. You know, we'll hone in on one
1: that we like. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I like to hear that. Because that means you guys are really focusing on a certain flavor, and, yeah. Instead of just throwing something out there, uh, that's good enough. Yeah, I mean, six batches to get one good. I like to hear that. That's very cool. Well,
12: yeah, I mean, you know, you never know what how each one's going to turn out, and I mean, the focus is either on like the malt or the you know, or the hops or any kind of spice, but right. especially levels is important. So if there's enough things out there you can get at least a, a ballpark idea. Sure. You yeah. know, thank God for all home brewers, right? <laughs> that's right. He tested so many things, so
1: yeah. Hey, not every commercial brewer would say that, so that's nice to hear you say. No,
12: you know, I mean, well, I know. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's why I get a. Uh, I mean, that's what I am by trade. Okay. Home brewer, you know. Yeah, that's where I started. So
3: beautiful. Do you have employees?
12: Do you have em- what's that?
3: Do you have employees with a bunch of different ideas for beers?
12: Oh yeah, you know, they're everybody. We, that's um. Definitely a um, focus for us. To, that anybody who wants to get on there and, and uh, brew, brew ac- across the we do. A, we do a thing called book the brew at the brew, at the brewery. You know, Jim Palmer. Yeah. He does. He does that. That um, how to brew. Yeah. Oh, John
1: Palmer. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Yeah, John Palmer. Right. Yeah. He's uh, so he, we we have that book and um, we we take all like you know we go through like his book for like anybody that starts at the brewery.
1: Nice and like. And then, um, so that's like them. recommended reading for your employees. Oh
12: heck yeah, you know, awesome. take them through that, and then we do uh, pair them up with uh, groups of um, three, and they formulate a recipe at the end of the book. Okay, and then they get on and, and brew it on that pile. They do a little pilot brew.
5: Yeah. So and then
12: they all then they got to sell us the beer and say, hey, you know, this is my beer I brewed, and yeah, this is the style, and and then we all like as a company kind of taste it and say like this is a great one. Or,
1: you ever tell him? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys tell him if it sucks?
12: Oh yeah, because there's only <laughs> one winner, and then and the winner gets to brew it on the the big brew house, and then we we pour it in um our factory. So
5: that's so, sweet.
12: That's a good thing.
0: For, does uh, yeah? It's kind of w- when Chad applies to be a brewer at your brewery. Uh, <laughs> does he get points because John Palmer hit his Escalade or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he get bonus John Palmer points?
5: Ah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Maybe we should send you a picture of the damage that John Palmer did to Shat's Escalade. You can hang it next Uh-oh. to the book in your brewery. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I don't know, he, uh... Let's just say John Palmer's not the best driver yeah. on earth. <laughs> he writes. Oh, there you go. Stick to brewing, right? <laughs> stick to writing and brewing. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, as a friend of, of Palmer, uh, you, I, I guarantee you, just made him a happy dude saying that, that. I think that's a very cool program you guys have there. That you have the new employees read that and then brew a batch based off of what they learned. You know, what a cool yeah, thing. You know,
12: gives people more perspective on like what's going on. So, you, first of all, they open it up and they're like, "What?" You kidding
1: me?
5: Yeah, yeah.
12: <laughs> <laughs> but what it does is then it it, it distills that that uh, you know that aspect of them to so like uh, get involved in it. You know, start brewing some batches at home. Yeah, understand. So absolutely. Now everybody's always clamoring to want to brew on the the pilot system. So
1: oh, I'm
5: sure of it.
0: Uh, well, next month, Chad, on uh, your at your going away party, we'll uh, we'll be
1: sure to have a lot of good beer for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone asked if you guys still do open fermentation. Is that something oh, yeah. you guys have done? It, oh yeah, absolutely.
12: Um, all of our uh, we do. I would say eighty percent of it is in open fermentation.
1: No kidding. So when you say open fermentation, then you you guys have like a clean room.
12: That's right. It's all uh, yeah. positive pressure. We have a okay a room that is HEPA filtered and. Keeps a positive pressure in the room, and we probably hold, I would say, um, it holds 15, uh, 150 barrel fermenters in there.
5: Wow,
1: that's a big clean room. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one day my house well, they, well,
12: be As, like as that. they say, if something was to happen, the dirty bomb goes off, go into that room Yeah. positive pressure. So let's make sure the room is stocked.
1: So far, that's my favorite part of the brewery, is the clean room, Doc. <laughs> swimming there. Yeah. I just want to camp in there. Who built that, Todd? The room itself? Yeah,
3: the clean room.
12: Oh, we had it. It was probably 10 years ago, but uh, a local
3: contractor brewed it. It's funny because I worked at IBM up there. You know, that's a big, you know, business up there. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was clean room. Really? Oh, yeah. The factory well, was all clean room.
12: You know, we're not running around in, like,
1: you the know, whole uh yeah. what
12: they're doing at IBM
1: but Intel suit the brewery suit you don't have like Jamil's hazmat suits on. No, no no
12: no it. we're we're brewers so and, <laughs> uh, you know the you know the idea is that it's um keeps a positive pressure in the room and right keeps but, it in the the room is continuous at uh about 55 degrees in there. But uh
0: I love you Chad. You must
3: have a lot of have You have a lot of IBMers come through the brewery though, huh? <laughs>
12: IBMers? Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. Well, judging by how many they're laying off, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Are uh, they still? And judging by, uh, we can tell every nerd that walks in the room that looks like Shat is an <laughs> IBMer.
12: Oh, that's why,
1: huh? Yeah, I used to work up there. I had to get out. <laughs> oh,
12: that's Good thing you're not there anymore, right?
1: Yeah. I'm thinking right now that I would totally respect the clean room and, and, and look at it in awe, and then I'd see Todd's dirty hippie ass walk in there, and I'd cringe. <laughs> get out of the clean room, Todd.
12: you gotta believe man i mean you go in there i mean it's the most i mean come on if if you go in this room right yeah first of all it's just the esters are just like everywhere the smell of it's so fruity in there not bad when you walk up the stairs it's like
5: oh (laughs) look in
12: there i mean the fermenters the croissant is just boiling up over the top wow amazing everything about it and you know, I mean, to me, it's like I'm a practical brewer. I like to, like, see things, smell things. You know, you, you know what you expect every time you go in there, and you look, and you're just like, wow. I mean, it's like uh, pushing for the Hillary Step melt to <laughs> on top of Everest. You know, the, the, it's just the way the Kroizen is, like, rocky, and yeah. it's amazing.
1: That sounds great. But, um, I'd like to see that.
12: It's great for um, to harvest yeast and to, to handle the yeast as well as to... You know, uh, it's self-propagating and right. everything uh, around it is, uh, is fantastic for
1: us to handle. But, All right, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that be- because that's exactly what I want to ask you about next. Um, i got to take a quick break again, but right. uh, can we get one more segment out of you, Todd? All right, beautiful. Um, So here's what I want to do. I'm going to take a quick break then, and that's really what I want to talk to you about. Uh, I want to talk about, um, well, croisoning for one, which is a little bit different that uh, you can explain to us and how you guys do that, but then top cropping your ale yeast, which is what I think you're alluding to here in the open fermentation and how cool it is to be able to do that. So um, if you can hang in there when we come back, that's what we'll do. Sure. All right, brother. So quick break, everybody. We've got Todd Hare from Magic Hat Brewing Company on with us. Really happy to have him. Uh, having lots of fun. And we got a couple more topics to uh, get through. Croisoning, top cropping, and real quick, we'll talk about hop backing also. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network.
8: Alright. Uh, brewing classic styles, take one. So we gotta do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you wanna do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you gonna get it? Of course. you gonna pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? <laughs> I haven't got anything for free yet, have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's a good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Cause I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass. Oh man, that hurts. <laughs> All right, should we roll tape? All right, let's go.
10: This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one
3: place. Uh, no, that you can get it in a lot of places.
10: Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place.
3: That's not true either. All
10: right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. Thebrewingnetwork.com offers Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanachef, the most awarded home brewer in history, and home brewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself.
1: It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and
3: excellence version of the style
10: available this fall brewing classic styles pre-order your copy today visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details
7: when you've had too much to drink there's certain things to keep in mind Like if you find your hands and underarms are bleeding Your beer bottle might not have a twist-off cap And don't ever go home with a woman they call Moose or Vince And never bet that you can fit your head inside A glove compartment, get drunk with D Keep in mind that just because a bulldog licks your face, it's not necessary to lick him back. (laughs) Stay away from drinks with names like brain seizure (laughs) or hippo (laughs) laxative. Get drunk with dignity. If a bar has human ears nailed to the walls, don't pass out there. And if your homemade jello has some goldfish in it, you use the wrong bowl. And there are phrases you must learn to avoid. Phrases like... That badge looks stupid, and I can prove these shoes are fireproof. Get drunk with dignity. Try not to drool on bikers. Don't moon a nun unless you've got a real good reason. Don't get romantic. (laughs) <laughs> involved with farm machinery. <laughs> Get drunk with dignity. <laughs> <Woo-hoo. Yeah.
0: laughs> Thanks, you guys. Bravo. We want there.
6: Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brewpub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer. In a can. The 21st Amendment, Five Sixty Three Second Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park.
1: Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. This is the Brewing Network. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Good show we got for you tonight. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Hope you uh, took the time to refill yourselves. And we've got Todd Hare of Magic Hat Brewing Company. I'm not allowed to call him the Brewmaster anymore. Todd Hare, what's your official uh, title again, please?
12: I uh, would be the uh, lead technician of uh, Supernatural Assembly.
1: I see. <laughs> I love it, man. In fact, we got to change. all I mean,
12: that. I'm certainly not the dude of dichotomy. So,
1: <laughs> who's the dude of dichotomy? <laughs> that would
12: be our. That would be our, our Lee Brewer, at the Magic Hat. There. <laughs> I see.
1: I love it. I'm going to change all of our titles. We're now going to uh, steal every idea that Magic Hat has and, and put them in place here at the Brewing Network. Great. So, JP, oh, man, come on. JP, your title will have to change first. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know I had a title. Well, let's think about these and not come up
2: with something stupid. Escalade, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so, does, does, that mean,
12: does that mean you're going to
0: start brewing some good beer there, Justin? No, because that has nothing to do with titles, ass face. It's every good idea. That's though.
12: right. It has nothing to do.
0: <laughs> but you were you were talking about changing titles. Yeah.
2: No, every talking about every good s- idea. stealing
1: all the good ideas. Oh, I see. Um, Thanks, jerk. <laughs> Ah, uh, throw me under the bus. What did that have to do with anything? Because <laughs> wow. it Good wasn't Lord. me, that's why. <laughs>
12: uh
0: question, well, from the,
12: the mo-
1: the question from the chat was, the, do the, Do you guys do brewery tours there?
12: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm man, saying. it's just crazy. The brewery it's like like, uh, we have a, it's called the Artifactory.
5: That's the, and that's the brewery? And it's a
12: place for um, people to come and visit the brewery. Okay. And, um strap it's on a pair of boots and teach like, them how to use um, caustic for,
2: what's that? It's a t- strap on a pair of boots and teach them how to use caustic Yeah, that's your tour
12: oh you know no they're all above and beyond that because they're just kind of floating over the process so <laughs> it's kind of cool. it takes everybody right through it and um, nobody it's just above like the whole uh working area so
1: are they floating above the process because everybody's high in vermont or oh, because- yeah
12: absolutely
1: yeah, so it's not actually that the tour walks over top of the setup <laughs> or is oh, that- no, no
12: yeah they're just they're just out there and <laughs> everybody's floating around because yeah. they're all connected
1: <laughs> we
12: all float down <laughs> i'm
0: telling and, you
1: uh, i would fit in in this place so well i love it man it's great well
12: yeah it's that's that's that that's that's the whole thing. It's like uh, how we're all connected with that positive energy flow. <laughs>
5: yeah, you don't want them to harsh
0: yeah. and mellow. It's like a time continuum thing. <laughs> <laughs>
12: oh man! No, it's a, um, I think for people to come visit it's pretty pretty. Uh, I don't know if um, if I visited the place, I'd be like, all right, all right, I'm enjoying myself here. Yeah. So
1: I bet you got to make it a good experience. So that sounds very. Cool.
12: Oh yeah,
0: and you got to have fun too. Yeah, you know you can't. We're about
12: it. to tear it all down too. Why? You guys moving to another? Rebuilding the brewery. Are the feds, blowing it out? Are the feds coming?
1: <laughs> no kidding. Where are, you, where are you guys going?
12: We're just finally um, building it out a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. Far, so.
1: is that because you guys have uh, reached capacity? You need to be able to, to brew more yeah,
12: beer. We yeah, we've reached capacity for our current brew, the brewery as is. So okay going to be a, a next uh, push for us. It will be a new packaging line and a new brew house in 2008. So, okay, kind of exciting, but yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, right. but also, kind of a big pain in the ass, I'm sure. You know?
12: Oh yeah, you know. But I think uh, as I think, uh, Garrett Oliver was, was uh, up at the brewery a few weeks ago. He said. I think you guys are, like, the only guys, like, in this whole country doing as much beer as you're doing by hand. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because we, like, run around, you know, like, run up and down the stairs all around. and So everything is uh, manual at the brewery. Wow. And so...
0: I like Garrett you know. Oliver, but I can't ever picture him breaking a sweat.
12: <laughs> I think he told us. I think he said, that's what he said. He's like, I can yeah. never do that.
1: Yeah. I think he brews in a three-piece. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many barrels do you guys brew in a year?
12: We'll do probably about a hundred thousand barrels this year. Wow,
5: all by hand, beer man. It.
1: Yeah, especially by hand.
12: So the brewers brewers are on three days on, four days off. So I was like, say, no complaining.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think that's good. I think you guys should be doing it by hand, you sweaty bastards. I yeah, like it that that's way. That's what I say, right? You know? Who the hell, Just keep it going. There's
0: a way. theory in the chat room that this is really icky, <laughs> and it's
1: not Todd from Magic Hat. Why they think Todd sounds creepy, like icky? They do, just like super high. <laughs> it's you got to keep in mind. It's what eleven o'clock. Oh, he's floating. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's not even sitting anymore. He's floating. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's all about the aura, it's man. From that Michael Jackson toast. Hey, that'll get you high right there. I'm telling you. Uh, all right, before the break, we started to talk about top cropping. We are talking about your open fermenters there and how uh, conducive that is to being able to do it. So if you could tell us what top cropping is and why it's important to Magic Hat.
12: Well, I would say that, um, you know, we have a, a true uh, top crop, ale yeast, which, you know, when it, it just throws its top of yeast, you know, top crop, you know, yeah. top fermenting, bottom fermenting, it, it uh rise to the top of the the um the beer level at the end of fermentation, so for us it's um we're able to harvest that yeast right off the top um, I would say in a diameter of these tanks so they're about ten feet um, okay and we're able to collect about uh weight wise or pound pall- or um
1: even if you went, you know,
12: I'd say about three hundred pounds of yeast off the top of these. Um, oh,
1: shit, that's a yeast, lot of
12: yeast. yeast fermenters, and um, we like to say that when it has the consistency of soft serve, yeah. that's when we harvest it. Okay, and that's it. it throws up a real nice um, a layer on there, but it's after a very aggressive, like the craisins collapse down. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing, but the, the reality of it is, it's is just the consistency of the yeast is. Uh, uh, viability is always around about the ninety eight percentile and wow. um you know it, it it holds a good uh crown over the top of the beer.
1: How are you actually getting it off of there? Are you like squeegeeing that stuff into uh, right. you know what how do you get it out <laughs> We of?
12: actually used to uh believe it or not, we used to harvest it off like uh skin it, you know, just by hand. Okay. Um but um we essentially now lower lower a um what's Kind of looks like an upside down umbrella. Okay. That that goes down onto the beer line, and the yeast collapses into this, um, you know, the top of the umbrella, so to speak, and it's pulled out with a vacuum, and we um, we just harvest it that way. So so it's kind of a a little bit less uh, manual, but still, you know, it still has its days.
5: Yeah.
12: (laughs) Uh, We used to um, get in those fermenters all the time, and you know, get in there with a spackle knife. Clean all the croissant off the outside, Right. all that brown half all the, the the protein that's kind of like adhered to the side of the tank.
5: Yeah,
12: muck all the yeast at the bottom. It was pretty aggressive, but
5: <laughs> sounds like homebrew.
12: We've done some things in the past to like uh, get a- get away from that. <laughs> you, you so many dead canaries, you know, lowering them down into the fermenter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> so.
12: No, it's um, it's changed a bit, but like I said, you know, you watch that thing. Yeah, I was talking to you earlier just how much there's changes that occur in the course of a year, and whether you look in a fermenter or you actually are able to uh, see actually the fermentation that takes place. Yeah. You know, I noticed periodic changes of uh, how the curve takes place of our fermenting beer.
1: Right. pretty interesting. So now that actually, when you guys end up harvesting that, however you do it, uh, either the new system or the old way, that now is your pitch for the next ale?
12: Right. We'll pull that into a brink and sample that, plate it for um, viability. Okay. Um, and contaminants. And when, it, when it's ready to go, we'll pull it and then just, Pitch it into the next brew.
1: Okay. And
12: um, that's pretty much how we do it.
1: So, do you have to, when you're taking it and it's that viable and it's that alive in the Croisin, do you have to take it and and do a starter? Or can you just take it like that and chuck it right into the next beer?
12: Oh, right, right in. Right from uh, one batch to the next.
1: It's just ready to go.
12: It's ready to go because the viability is, you know, it's, it's so strong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we pitch. Um, uh, by weight and um okay. we'll base off of um a cell count so we know that we'll um it's pretty much we're like you know we're always saying we're pretty staggered when we're pitching close to like fifty a pound per, per barrel, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I so, bet that yeah, just takes pretty- off too.
12: The lag is probably about two hours. Wow.
1: (laughs) For that much beer, wow. That is just quick. Amazing.
12: It's already starting by the next cast
1: out, you know, let's just say that. Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable amount of yeast that you guys are pitching there. Do you guys have some uh, weird name for the lab that tests that, the viability and for infection stuff?
12: Uh, (laughs) Oh, of our uh, QC lab? Yeah. Um, no, they, we have um, two folks that work in there. And no,
1: they don't get a name. Uh,
12: I bet they, they're just—they're they're angry. They don't have names.
1: I was going to say, I bet they feel really left out that they, that everyone we else do. has a cool name and they're the QC no, lab. She, she
12: She's <laughs> <laughs> a. Uh, I'm not even going to say
1: it, but... You've got, like, an insider name for them, don't you? Harsher's of... And they don't know it. (laughs) Harsher's of the mellow. That's what it should be. Don't harsh my mellow. Please don't harsh my mellow. Uh... (laughs) Okay, so that's your top crop. See, that's interesting. And and listeners, you know, if if you want to know about how you can do it too, there listen to any of the shows with Mike McDowell on them. If you do a search in our archive section for Mike McDowell, he does that too. Uh, He's a top what does he crop. do?
12: He, uh he uses he, pulls something, he does a top crop on for homebrew or uh, for homebrew
2: yeah. right out of his uh well, um, he has a right out of the conical. He has a conical. He, yeah. he uses basically i you oh, so can pull
12: it right off the top. Yeah, he uses
2: yep. a straw down to where the you know, those two yeah just, I tell just you you, know, the top. If you could
12: do that I mean it's amazing like for us uh, just the way you could do it and we ferment ours in glass still we don't have little conical ones but because we can grab off our open fermenters but yeah if, if you get a real true top crop I know I know we did a um, a whipped beer yeast and it was kind of a pain in the ass because it was such a true top crop um, yeast strain that it was very difficult for us to harvest
2: Good amount for the second batch. So well, he calls it his super yeast, and it'll go off. that he he calls it his super yeast, and it'll he'll top crop some, and then pitch it into the next beer. He says it'll go off in oh an yeah hour, an that's hour. What
12: I, that's what I say. You know, this thing our ours is because it's you know it's happening. It's like all the the dead cells and everything just falls to the bottom. Yeah. You're harvesting, you know, new buds that come to the top, and so your viability is constantly young, and you know re revigorated so it's it's not like um you know, say to speak, uh, like we some of the other yeast strains we keep we reprop, uh, you know, probably every couple of generations. Okay. Because it's just of everything that we're collecting from the bottom. And it's not really conducive to the way we're doing it right now, but, but that's what we kinda deal with. That's that's life in our brewery. So right. but cool. as far as our top crop is, is like yeah it's 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 um it works perfect
2: for us. So, how many yeast strains would do you guys use on a regular basis? Three, three. Okay. Do you yeah, have, we'll do. Uh, so do we'll you pull out any? Yeah. Do you pull out any other ones? Just you know, for these one-off brews.
12: Oh, well, and that's the thing. You know, we, we do. Um, we have di- we, you you name a potpourri of of vessels, and that's where we're at. We have flat bottom, dish bottom, conical bottom. You name it, but like wow. um, only the, the the ale yeast that we use for top crop in that room yeah. um, that's positive pressure is only one strain that we keep in there. That's it. We don't keep multiple strains within that room. Okay. Um, all the other strains are kept out in a um, closed vessel tanks that are in the uh, an exterior room that we keep um, a lager yeast or a wheat beer yeast strain in those. So those are all enclosed. Uh, Vessels and um, out there is where we deal with um, yeast that we grow up in our lab and then add to our brink and prop up and then add to a closed fermenter. But as far as the um, the top cropping yeast, uh, those stay uh, that's the only yeast that stays in that
1: room. Okay. Hey, Doc, you want to real quick just describe how McDole takes the top crop off so people don't have to search back? I mean, they can search back for more detail, but you were about to say. Uh, he, he uses a,
2: a collection vessel with a, some vinyl tubing connected to another tube that he has that goes down into the fermenter. And it just touches the top of the liquid. So when it's actually fermenting in the positive pressure, it'll actually shoot it up in there and it gives it over into his uh, clean vessel. Okay. And that's what he uses for... He says it works cool. awesome. So it just kind of like... It, it gets... It, yeah, it pushes itself through the... like a Burton Union system. Yeah. And all, it just pushes it over... Uh, into the collection vessel. Yeah,
1: it's a good way to we'll do. We to get him back on here and to talk about it. Talk yeah, about that. I'm never going to do that. Forget it. I'll screw that up really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end up pitching my carpet into the next beer if I start doing that. All right, uh, so the other interesting thing that I wanted to talk about and 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 I didn't even know what this was, uh, which is not a big shock to anybody, I'm sure, but uh that you guys do, which is kind of an old school reinheinskebut way to uh condition beer, so you want to talk to us about what christing is and how you guys do that?
12: Well we were we you know we don't do that for all of our beers, we did it for uh, some specialty beers that we had packaged with the yeast, but it's essentially um, bringing up your CO2 volume uh, naturally without, just like um, if you were brewing at home, you would add um,
5: sugar. Like corn sugar into, or something? Um,
12: yes, and um, generate CO2 in that manner. Um, this is just using um, sugar that's availab- available to you um, through the... Um, fermentation of the beers that are going through process so you know what we would do is take a um, say we had beer that was in storage uh, that was ready to get packaged we will um, take a portion of beer that is fermenting it may be um, um, a beer that would have uh, original gravity of say 14 play Yeah. yeah um, it's in its vigorous stage of fermentation which is We'd probably pull a, a sample, check it. We'd say, oh, it's at um, 12 Plato, so to speak, and we'd, we would then go back and do a calculation to figure out how much um, CO2 we could generate from that remaining sugar um, and um, then take a portion of that fermenting um, um, a wort or beer that is um wherever the apparent extract is and pull it and then add it to that uh, packaging tank um and then package the beer and the yeast is in there and it would go through a secondary fermentation in the bottle um <clears throat> some of the things that we would do for that would um you know we're we're always worried about um air pickup through our process so some of this was to help scavenge a lot of the um Oxygen that may be in, um, through packaging of the specific beer that we were doing. Okay. So that was kind of the idea that, why we did it. Okay. But, uh, the idea is just that we would, it, it only works, I tell you, when you're consistent in, uh, if you have enough beer coming down the road. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> doesn't, for, um, I guess if you're a, um, a, a maniac home brewer. Right. If you can, you can back up and know, like, you know, within, you know, forty-eight hours. I am going to brew another batch of beer.
1: Then you could do it would this. Work
12: great for um, something if you have something that's
1: conditioning. I think Off Wonder Brew Shat could be doing this uh, in a couple of years, maybe if he keeps if he keeps at this consistency of brewing, he might be able to do it. Uh, it would be difficult for home brewers, Doc. Essentially, uh, you know what it, what would it be for for home brewers to do something like this?
2: Um, either a lot of people use uh, you know they're brewing back to back brews. Yeah. Or I've, what I've done in the past is. Uh, I reserve some of the wort out of the, the kettle, and I ferment what's left, Okay, and say a half gallon or something, and I, I actually keep it cold, pretty darn cold. And when the beer's done fermenting out, then I'll throw the sweet wort back into it. Okay. And it, you can either keg it, and it'll ferment in the keg, keep it warm, and it'll uh, uh, naturally carbonate, or you can put it in a bottle at that point. Okay, so
1: for dumb guys like me, this, it, basically this is just a form of priming. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a different, yeah, it's a different way of priming.
2: Uh, that's the way they can get away with not putting something foreign in the beer, like sugar or actually CO2.
1: Okay. So, so that you don't have to add anything outside of the Rhein-Heinzgebet. Yeah. You're adding uh, just fermentables to a a beer that is already fermented out. Now you're throwing some fermentables back in and sealing it off Uh so that it carbonates. That's it, right? Yep.
2: And as Todd was saying, you have, uh, some calculations to do to kind of get you in the ballpark of how much for, uh, carbonation you're going to have. You know?
1: Yeah. And so... Yeah, and, and we would like
12: fiddled with that for a bit. You know, you, when you do cascale, you can you can do that the same way.
1: So is Whether there no standard you. gravity of, of this sweet work that you want to prime with? It, it all depends on how much carbonation you want. Well,
2: it depends on how much you put right. in. And and the gravity. Okay, it's 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 essentially how much sugar you put back in there. Okay. So if you put a, a low gravity with with a lot of it, or a real high gravity wort back in there with just a little bit, a of small it. amount of it. Yeah. I see.
1: Okay. Have you ever done this, Doc? Yeah, market? I
2: did it with a um, half a bison. You did. Yeah.
1: And how'd that come out? Getting really
2: nice. Because okay. I I split it into batches and I uh, did one of the one of the kegs. I did it that way. It came out actually really nice.
1: Todd, did I just hear you take a bong load back there?
12: Hi, you're killing me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not I saying. Yes. No, no, I
5: was.
1: I'm just saying. I mean, maybe you got, I know it's getting chilly out there. Maybe you caught a cold. I don't know. Yeah, he's got, Yeah, you know, magic number nines is the bong water. That's <laughs> right. Bong water. Uh, don't advertise this episode at Magic Hat, Todd. Don't tell them that uh, you've done this with us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I th- you know what? Doc, today I have a good job. Yeah? Yeah. I don't every day, but today I have a good oh, job. Oh good. There you go. <laughs> so basically we just threw Todd under the bus. Yeah, and that makes my job good. Uh, you know what? Todd, it's usually me. Uh, you
12: dude. know what? It's, it's, the, it's the envy factor, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really what it is. You're absolutely right. Uh, question from the chat room. Here's a nice general question for you. Someone wanted to know what kind of base malt you guys use.
12: Well, we use, um, crisp, uh, it's like in a, the, the variety of, of, um, we use, well, crisp is an English pale malt, like a maritime malt. And that's what we use for our, uh, all, I'd say, um 60% of our beer that we brew. And, uh, raw, it's like a lighter pills malt that we use. Yeah. As, and we use um a little bit of cargill as well, but um and we use all specialties of Thomas
1: Fawcett and uh environment malt okay so all sorts of variety you got going on over there um somebody asked is, is this zingwood or ringwood, ringwood. uh thank you j p so, yeah do you guys use yeah. a ringwood yeast zingwood.
12: well it's a yeast that are uh, derived from there but uh, yeah what does that mean from the um, Yorkshire brewery yes
1: okay does that mean you guys stole their yeast
12: well they're, yeah that's are just know, evaluating. That whole thing yeah. but you know how that works so, so oh you, yeah um, absolutely you wear a tie into a brewery with an open fermentation tank <laughs> and you like oh look at the croissants and you kind of lean over right <laughs> yeah. you let the tie up yeah. There's a tie dip, dip in there, and then you run back to your car and you plate it up. And you, like,
5: that is awesome.
12: Like, I just fucking sold the Fuller Strain.
5: Yeah, I love it. And you know,
12: that's how that works.
1: It, listen, Todd, if I ever come into Magic Hat with a tie, you now know what's up, cause you're never that's gonna right. see well, me. Well, we a tie. cut them
12: off, believe you me. No ties allowed in the brewery. <laughs> That is such a cool... Oh. Actually, <laughs> I don't think any ties a lot in Vermont, so, you know, if I see you get off the plane, yeah, so, to hang them up when you arrive.
1: <laughs> they know something's up.
0: Except <laughs> that, that that IBM business, right, Chad? That big one up
1: there? <laughs> yeah, except they at that I, that large IBM that I, they have out there.
3: I can see,
0: see these guys sitting around. Big blue, around. baby. Big blue. <laughs> I can see these guys sitting around in a magic hat going, okay, now how do we protect our... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The ties, man. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the ties.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, I got a caller on the line here, Todd. His name is Icky. and uh, Icky. The listeners think that he's your twin. Uh, hey, Icky, what's happening, brother?
9: Hey, this guy's making me sick for the East Coast, man.
5: <laughs> he, they do, I, uh, they, sound they alike, do
1: sound alike, don't they?
9: This is like uh,
5: you know how
0: how how you know Peter Parker was Spider Man because you never see him both in the same place at the yeah. same time.
1: And by the way, this is why Icky is floating right now as well.
9: You Icky.
1: Uh, too <laughs> I got a feeling that Icky uh, could be uh, Magic Hat's new assistant uh, head brewer. Yeah, Chad, what do you think of that? <laughs> Chad's upset. Not a problem.
9: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Icky, did you have yeah, anything move to say? Over. Move over, Chad.
1: Move over. <laughs> <laughs> or did are we just comparing voices, or did you have, actually have a question, Icky?
9: No, no. I I uh, recently saw a recipe for a Magic Hat that I was very interested in. And, um, it was a winter brew since, uh, Jamil just did his winter brew, uh, he and, uh, John just did their winter brew, uh... Yeah. ...uh, show sure. and all. Yeah. This winter brew that you do is, uh, like a sweet stout with the raspberries,
5: uh... Yeah, Feast the Fools. Pretty,
9: pretty nice. Pretty nice. But the recipe yeah. says that, uh... We should throw in uh, a 60 minute edition of hops, but then at the last of uh, I think it might be a misprint or something that says uh, throw in the, all the hops at 30 minutes. But there's only one 60 minute edition. Do you only do a bittering edition on that uh, beer there?
12: Um, for Feast of Fools. Yeah. Yeah, that beer yeah. we do. Um, it's a we do pretty much a, a bittering edition of that and. Um, you know, judging by that now, I'm just like, because we're going to brew it probably in the next week, which because I haven't really even looked at it for that period of time. But I will tell you in a second, if you give me a minute, you got a second?
1: He's got time. Icky's not doing anything. You can, <laughs> except floating. I'm
9: chilling.
0: I'm just chilling. <laughs> yeah. so. You know what, Todd? If if time's going by too fast for Icky, he'll just hit the bong real quick. <laughs> It'll slow it It'll yeah, slow yeah, it down yeah, right yeah, right yeah. away, so, man. Yeah,
9: I've got this deification clone that I'm. I just hit the chiller right before I called, so. Really? I got at least, uh, 20 minutes before this groundwater and out of the Truckee River,
2: uh, cools out. What What's know he what he's talking it? about. <laughs> he's chilling. He's, he's chilling. Yeah, he's literally there, there, that's chilling. What it is. No, I'm, it's, it's, no, I'm really you chilling. Just
12: add your go ahead, Todd. What yeah, the heck doing?
5: <laughs>
1: go, go ahead, Todd. <laughs>
12: yeah we add only the, the one addition at the beginning of the boil to achieve the bitterness and then uh, that way it doesn't um get and conflict too much with the raspberries okay
1: so it's a single hop addition what uh what was the style of beer if you could give me a close style because I'm curious what you guys are talking about for what for the for this raspberry winter beer you're
12: doing oh it's kind of a uh, you know I mean it's a based on an Imperial-style recipe with um, uh, raspberry, But adding raspberry Add a puree. Okay. All so right. it's kind of a uh, holiday festival, the beer that we put out through um, Thanksgiving through Christmas.
1: Okay. Hey, can I expect your beer to be well, in California and then, and then, you soon? You know what? I'll,
12: I'll say I always try and take that with a grain of salt because a lot of these beers, the, all those beers we had, we'd cork finish, yeah. you know? Yeah. They have a sh- champagne filler that we just like... So that's why I would say, uh, tis the season <laughs> <laughs> to be jolly. Yeah, absolutely. You ever, like, uh, fill, like, uh, thousands of those bottles?
1: I've never done that, no.
12: There you go. <laughs> it's
1: not Don't so cry jo-
2: about your hand, cr- hand crowner.
1: It's not so <laughs> jolly anymore, is it?
5: A
9: whole different way to get a hand crank. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, or a hand I, crank. I've a bottle of six pack, I'm lucky. <laughs>
1: Is Todd talking to himself? Yes, I, I can't tell who's talking anymore. It's either Icky <laughs> or Todd.
2: Yo ho ho. No, Icky's still on
1: there. Yeah, Icky's there. Hey, dude, Icky, I thank you for the call. I do want to say, hey. um, hey, uh, that's a pretty bold move, uh, making yourself a deification clone, dude. Good luck I've with that. I've
9: never had deification before, so I have no idea. I just got it off your, uh, your show with Vinny. He said he used the Trappist yeast and this, uh, um, the, uh, that he he read off the the hot bill. Okay. And I just uh, and then I used David Hausman's uh, groundhog Orval clone for the malt bill and.
5: Okay.
1: What?
9: Went, went from there. And went we'll for. we see it. what happens.
1: Hey, I'd love to taste it, man. Good luck with that.
12: All right. Sounds yeah. Sounds good. Wow, that's I'm having a little my own little Orval clone right now. Are you? Oh, nice. Uh, well, how'd you do it? Yeah, I mean, Did you? Uh, do you use uh,
5: the yeah. Bruce Brett, right, The Lacto
12: culture or the the Brett culture. I right used out the, of
1: the uh, you use what, sorry?
12: I've used um just the uh, prop up out of the uh, out of the bottle and have done the uh from the White
5: Labs. Oh, okay. Right. Oh nice, okay. the White Labs. Yeah,
12: right. i guess David's getting the the
9: Bruce from uh from the bottles of Orval, so I, uh, I'm going to be able to enjoy quite a bit of Orval while I'm making these beers. So it sounded fun. There you go.
12: All right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, pro um, anything with here, so I'll be like, oh, I'll try it.
5: Yeah. I here.
12: have uh, six beers going in there, none of them are clean.
1: <laughs> Dirty beer. Bugs. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that so, right hey, now uh, Todd and Icky, they're just hanging out. They're in some room somewhere just hanging he out. Is. They're Actually,
12: chilling. That's me. That's the way I throw my voice. Yeah. I'm calling him from another line.
7: From another phone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, Icky. Peace. Later, brother. Thanks. I uh, like that, dude. Icky's a funny guy. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Uh, Careful. Chad's going to have to take Icky out. Uh, you know. I know.
1: Chad's getting jealous over yeah. there. That's why he was throwing burps and shit while you guys were talking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last topic I'm going to stick you with tonight. Um, because I want to talk about your hop back. Hop backing here on the West Coast is always something that we're interested in mentioning. And uh, you were telling me you guys have a pretty uh, pretty big hop back out there.
12: Well, it's, you know, I mean, it's probably <laughs> it's true to uh, any, any West Coast form one. I mean, it's probably three by eight or so but
1: So yours isn't um, bigger than mine, for example?
12: Molly, Molly the Hopback, you know, I mean she's she's a good one.
1: <laughs> you got that's that's her name?
12: Oh hell yeah, everything's named.
1: You got it. Pollyanna?
12: Them. Pollyanna or line. <laughs> Pollyanna was John Henry's woman she <laughs> was a steel
5: driving woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: that's great hey i forgot to play this. this
12: no yeah we have um our hop back is a um which you know and it wasn't really until like we put it in place that we understood that
5: he said put it
12: in what a difference it made from um uh, just a, a kettle edition right you know we had our last edition of hops into our um at the end of our boil. Yeah. we you're like, okay.
1: So basically a hopback back in, in principle is the point between transferring from your boil kettle into uh, a fermenter. Primary. Into primary. It's, right. And it kind of travels yeah, well, through, it, right?
12: <laughs> yeah, what ours is, is that um, we actually did two things. We put an external whirlpool on our brew house, okay? All right. And um, that's where our work comes from, our brew kettle, And uh, we send it to an external whirlpool that we, where we do all our uh, whirlpool in another vessel. And then when that settles, we're able to um, send it through a um, hop back. And our hop back is, like I said, about 3 feet by probably 8 feet long. And that's the size of the of the complete vessel, and I would say it's uh about three feet deep. Okay. And within that vessel is a uh, perforated basket, and uh, we throw um, whatever variety of hop, um, depending on the brew we want to put in there, and then the um, the cast outward from the whirlpool goes right on through that um, hop mass, which is pretty sweet. I mean, the, 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 um, it, it, to me, it's, uh, the way that it is able to capture that last addition, uh, or aroma of the hop before it goes into our primary. it really wasn't, um, I didn't really realize about how much it captured until we, uh, did a few tests and we used to do a, uh, we 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 used to brew a summer ale that just had one um, that last edition into the kettle, and um, that aroma just was never there. It Just was non-existent. Okay. Um, in this beer that we do, it just takes one um, pass through a, um, a a bed of um, Columbus hops on the way to the uh, fermenter, and the aroma is just so like um, everywhere, everything you would expect it to be. So for us, that it's not a dry hop beer, it's not a um, aggressively um, bittered hop beer. It's just a um, has a very nice aroma, and the hop back definitely delivers uh, what we um, the hope that it would. So,
1: doc, do you ever use hop back?
2: No, I have one. I used one once and. I didn't get the kinks worked out of it, and it you know kind of backed up on me. I have one now that I'm in the works of you know kind of building. Yeah, uh,
5: we test
12: we tested ours through a uh, a couple of different screens that we went through, and um, a few of them that we did is, I mean it's not like. A, um, and we put a couple of um, colanders down to, that we passed it through on the way mm. into a secondary and on to the ferment on the, on its way to its fermenter, which okay. worked out pretty good.
2: Where do you use the pump in line? Do you use it ahead of the hop back or after the hop back
12: After the hop back with a like a like a variable speed motor on there, uh-huh. so we're able to keep the um, the work in place for a period of time and then just keep it moving through.
1: Doesn't make, McDole almost always use a hop back yeah. with his hoppy beers, doesn't he? Yep. But then he like mash hops. He hops. And then he hop, hops. And then he inline hops afterward. And then he dry hops. Yep. a boy. Makes good hoppy beers. Who's though. that? This is a home brewer that we know. Actually, he's one of the finalists in the Sam Adams Longshot competition right now for, wow. for a big hoppy beer. Big hops all the way through. He yeah. does hops all the way through. He does fantastic hoppy beers. They're all real smooth. They, they're really hoppy, but not overly bitter. And They're just
12: able to add them at the right time. I mean, that's what we noticed. To tell you the truth. When we added, this is like the lightest beer we do. Yeah. That beer that we added where the hops went through the hop back, the only hop that goes through the hop back. Uh huh. It was just pretty apparent how beautiful that hop came out and how it just added such nice characteristics to the beer. Yeah. But,
1: a good... but I'm a big fan of the hopback. back. Take smooth way to add some some hop character. If you think about it, you know, when you're going for your aroma hop, we've talked about one of the best places to do it is just at flame out. Throw your aroma hop in during the whirlpool. You know, you flame out, you throw that uh, one minute hop addition in, throw it in during the whirlpool. So if you think about it, you're kind of going for this, uh, get it in there as late as possible while the heat is still going to extract uh, some of that aroma out of it. But you're also kind of losing some of it in in the steam. So a hop back is kind of this really last minute way to uh to add some, some hop aroma and flavor to a to a beer. That's yep, so, it is. you know. It's <laughs> a last ditch effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't do it right, the first four chances you had <laughs> this is That's right. <laughs> this is what you got right here. Get it Molly out. <laughs> That's right. Get, get old Molly working. <laughs> uh, okay, and then, you know, one other thing I just wanted to mention, I don't know if we have time to talk a bunch about it, but uh, just that you guys do a bunch of barrel-aged beers that are only available there in the Artifactory, is that right?
12: Well, yeah, We well, what we did do, and I will tell you because that uh, little slice of the brewery was consumed, but we were... We used to do a, a fair amount of barrel-aged beers. Okay. And um, it more or less got consumed by eating capacity, so those, the wall of barrels was replaced by 300-barrel bright beer tanks, unfortunately. But at the same time, <laughs> we were doing, um, like I said, that, that braggot beer. Yeah. It was a braggot that was aged in um, Chardonnay uh, wine barrels. We would do a three-year-old minimum um, barley wine called Chaotic Chemistry, Okay. and a um, once that was replaced, and we would then brew a um, imperial stout, and that was aged for uh, for one year.
1: Wow! So you guys were uh, spending Uh-oh. some time on the barrels there too.
12: Oh yeah, it was aged for quite some time, and oh, my, I think my phone's dying here.
1: Uh oh, we're gonna
5: lose <laughs> you. <laughs> but I think
12: so he that says, it was um,
1: yeah, really what one it
5: of
12: it
1: the <laughs> things What's that? I said, by phone is dying, he means uh, he's got to get another drink.
12: <laughs> ah, yeah, right. No, I think that... Um, but that was kind of the uh, idea of uh, what we were doing. and um, I, I, I was a huge fan of um, the beers that we did. We finally moved them out of them and tagged them up. We took a life on into the keg, and then we dispensed some of those right at the brewery. I
1: see. All in but Chardonnay barrels? barrel
12: ages. What's that?
1: All in Chardonnay barrels in your uh, barrel aging?
12: No, uh, we did a uh, wild turkey barrel.
1: Oh. That's, it, that's it. His phone died. <laughs> that was it. Oh, well. That was all we had out of him. Uh, what a bummer. Wild I kind of wonder if I could call back his house, too, because he's got a family and is late. Uh, yeah, it's real late. It's like real late there. <laughs> Todd is awesome. I just want to point out right now <laughs> that uh, he should be a co-host. Forget guest. Uh, JP, your job uh-huh. your, what? your job is in trouble. Good. I wanted to play this for him earlier, so why don't we take <laughs> a little break? <laughs> uh, this is from his era. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get a hold of Todd back. Maybe he's got another phone there. We'll take a quick break, everybody, and uh, possibly be right back to wrap this oh, up. It's a journey from uh, Pacheco.
2: Actually, for, from uh, Concord, I think. Are they? Yeah. Who would have thought? Hang in there, girls. girls. We'll be right back.
8: Flat. Flat as a pancake. Flathead catfish. Flat beer. No, that's no good. Flat tires. No, that's bad, too. Oi! Care to come back to my flat for a wee bit of slap and tickle? Flat Tuesday? Flat. Flat. Flat
10: rate. Flat rate! Flat rate shipping at Northern Brewer. Order by October 15th and shipping is only $5.99. Northern Brewer has all of your home brewing, wine, mead, cider, and soda making needs. The widest selection of imported and domestic grain, malt extract, hops, and liquid yeast. And a complete line of award-winning beer kits including the dreaded Lord Fat Bottom. And now some cheap-ass shipping too. Order from northernbrewer.com before October 15th and take advantage of flat rate shipping. One beer kit, $5.99 shipping. Ten beer kits, $5.99 shipping. Offer good and US only, some heavy and or bulky items are excluded, such as glass bottles, sacks of grain, bulk DME, and oak barrels. You are getting very, very thirsty. Go to
11: northernbrewer.com and take advantage of ridiculously low shipping advantage.
1: <laughs> Wait till you can pour it out of your own cangerator. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean your friends will look at you with awe. And
2: That's it's sense. just hot.
7: It is?
5: It's so super hot. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> the the home of live beer radio the because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening to the, the
13: session and now back to the brewcasters on
8: the
7: brewing network
1: Welcome back. We've lost Todd. Uh, We've tried to get him back, but I think the the phone is just gone, and uh, it was his only phone. So we'll have to catch up and say goodbye later. Although we got through pretty much everything on the list here, and uh, good on him. Uh, It's late out there, and yeah, really, yeah, he was having a good time. So kind of cool he's he's resting well now <laughs> we'll get oh, todd man. back i love he's not hugging tile he's a good dude man what a, a bunch of fun that interview was so uh we'll get todd back for sure he's already told me that hey if he could have an excuse to come out to uh uh california that he that he would so we'll have to find some festival that magic hat has to come to so we can get todd in the studio i bet he's a blast we will just promise him a lot of vinnie beers a lot of bread <laughs> yeah if he's liking the bread exactly We'll just do a dual show. We'll even get Vinnie down here. You know oh, that'd be good. We'll do it both. So that's cool. A lot of good stuff coming out of there. So I'm I'm glad we got to talk all uh, about all that. All the non-traditional ingredients and uh, uh, different places they use them. the croissoning, the the top cropping, a little bit of hop backing there in the end. Even though I was making weird sound effects at the <laughs> same time, well, it works was, like a hop back. But, well, different beers. A lot of weird sounds and smells in the studio tonight. I'm just going to point out. I got yeah. doc I hear you breathing in the microphone over here. Yeah, there. I like to breathe. And now I can hear Jip breathe. I got typer number one and typing number two over here. Everybody's typing yeah, Well there. I have to type. I know. So uh, don't get so upset about it. Look, everything. I'm doing it. Jip. <laughs> Damn it, why you gotta take offense to every you know, word that comes out about your role over there.
0: Did you just hear how you said it? You saw, you yeah, did, you did say it kind of uh, like it was an accusatory. Hey, Chad, Thin Chad, Thin Chad accusatory. did you
1: take offense to being typer number two? Kind take, of. Taking it, taking into kind account of. how I said it, taking a
3: Kind of <laughs> no, typer number two, Chad. Did yeah. you take offense? Absolutely not. The lesser yeah. of the two so types. Chad's Chad,
0: <laughs> Chad's brain n- neurons and synapses have been altered by med- marijuana. What? By med- marijuana. <laughs> All right, everybody, Shirk. lighten up! Good lord,
1: act—you know—act a little Vermont, will you? Everything's fine. Put your magic hat on. We're all floating. Yeah. Relax, S- 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 Jip. I think Jip. Uh, I think a couple years in Vermont would do you well. God, I'd hang myself. <laughs> well, well, you know, one it, way or another, yeah. make yeah. some cheese or something. Yeah.
3: Sounds like it'd do yep. you well. The Best part of Vermont me, <laughs> is leaving it. Montreal, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hour and a half away. Montreal is a great city. Yeah. I love you oh, a lot,
1: man.
0: How come you're so angry tonight, JP? I'm not. Whoa. I say one thing in retaliation of what you say, and then suddenly I'm this angry guy.
1: Yeah, it only takes one thing. Yeah. Well, I guess so. It sets him off. So how come you're yeah. so angry tonight? I'm not. <laughs> I like how you turn on soft voice when you want to prove that you're not angry. You like I'm that? really not angry. What yeah. do you mean? I have no idea what you're talking
0: I about. Have, I don't. What are you doing, Dave?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> All right. We had some listener beer to taste. Uh, sent in to us from Mason. Uh, one of our loyal b n army soldiers and uh, if you want to send us beer you can don't everybody do it at once it ends up sitting around for a while but uh, we're always actually like to, to taste listener beer and see how things are going out there so you got to send um, you know what, I'm going to switch it to send it to Chad from now on to uh C-H-A-D. let it pile up in his room Chad at the brewing network com email him and he'll give you the address because we don't post the address you got to you got to actually email us to uh, to get the address so email Chad at the brewing network com he is now in charge of the beer department uh, he he has been for a while, uh, but I'm just going to have you email him directly. Sweet, from now on. More so, beer. Uh, More beer. so what did Mason send us? A couple of different beers, huh?
3: We've got a stout and a triple. Cool.
1: So the triple, word. the
3: SRWCFTS stout.
0: That's. I think that's a word, and you should run all those little letters together to make a word. Is it really?
2: Let me see
0: it. I don't know. I'm just teasing. This is supposed
2: to be a. Yeah, it's supposed Czechoslovakian words.
0: Yeah, buy a vowel and put it in there. Sorry,
1: WCFT. s He's got it right. I want to point out right off the bat here that uh, Mason bottles his beer in um, commercial bottles. The labels are still on them. Well, they didn't even to be peeled off. They it, they're still on them. Now, uh, we'll see how the beer tastes. You never know. But uh, just as a general rule, you guys should be stripping your bottles of all... Uh, all labels, all glue, everything because uh, any bit of it can keep it from being cleaned properly and then after being cleaned, of course, being sanitized. So we'll see what happened here. You never know. I mean, sometimes you can bottle, uh, bottle after bottle by leaving the labels on and everything goes fine, but it only takes one. But, and then you learn, well, you know, maybe I should have cleaned well. one. Well. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, so, alright, well, you guys pick whatever one you want to try first. I don't care. The triple. That's fine. Let's try the triple first. triples? No, I
2: was like, uh, just take the labels off because I thought, I almost grabbed that Mirror Pond right. out of the refrigerator. Huh, cool. Excellent. We got Mirror
1: Pond. That's true. In fact, I like Mirror Pond a lot. Uh, you're lucky I, that there was some duct tape on the back that had a, a label. Or uh, we would have just chugged it. Uh, that's the other thing. If you send us beer, Every single bottle has to have a label on it with your name and the beer. Mr. All right, guys. Beer. and it's because you this know, we, is a magic hat, by the way. We get a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah, we don't want beer. We don't want to not know what's in there. And we'll mix it up. So please put your name and the beer on every single bottle, not just on the box that you send. Because uh, I'll be honest, none of us here is going to make a label for you so that we know whose beer it is. Yeah, I, I named That's it because we're head. lazy.
0: So you know this is
3: the Triple El Crapo. That's the name of the beer. That's his
1: name for it, Triple El Crapo. Uh, you know, it's, so, it's, a, it's a Spanish That's triple. appealing to me already.
0: You, you, got a, you got a pretty big chuckle out of the chat room when you, were give, you, when you were giving bottling advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I could give bottling advice is because I
1: don't really d- do it anymore. <laughs> so I'm happy to give it. Yeah. For that matter, I haven't brewed in a while either. I'm not going to get to brew till after GABF. I got you covered. Yeah, that's why Shat's brewing so much. I'm stuck in headphone land, uh, every day of the week right now, doing this, uh, GABF stuff. You guys are gonna like it though. We got one coming out tomorrow. You'll get a GABF preview tomorrow, and then you get a podcast walking tour if you're going to the GABF. You can put on your headphones and listen to a tour of the place. Uh, what do you think, Doc, already? You're giving it a, a whiff over there. How's yeah. it, how's it, uh, it, uh, what is this Is a double, huh? Triple. triple. A triple. El Crapo. Oh, it's a little cloudy, uh,
2: but uh, we're going to blame that on Chad because he was... Oh, look at this. Because yeah. he touched it. No, he it's was awesome not, turned sort of upside turning upside down. Dancing think... it around. Uh, so, yeah, it was probably clear.
1: For... It's definitely strong like a triple. I like that. Yeah. It's got some bite to it. It's warm.
0: Yeah, but there's a weird tart yeah, edge th- at the
2: end. It's just all, you know, all over the tongue. Showman. No, there might be a bit of infection in here. You think so? Well, I get a... Uh, almost a lactic in the in the nose. It's kind a, of like
0: a wet dog, kind of a yeah. blankety dog. I mean, I can definitely smell that it's
2: a triple. It's got mm-hmm. that nice malty to it. Yeah. But there's also that, that kind of a lactic overtone yeah. to it. You sound like
1: Darth Vader over there smelling uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> be a Is it real young, too? Is it going to get better with a little bit of age? kind of tastes a little young to me. I mean, I'm not saying that infection goes away with age. I don't mean um, that. It's a little hot with
2: the alcohol, too. Uh, yeah, so definitely, that's up forward. Okay, but yeah. it, if it is infected, the only
0: thing that's going to get it's going to get more yeah. pronounced. Yeah. Infection will with so some age. It, yeah, yeah. it kind of doesn't really matter.
1: Redeeming qualities? It's cold. <laughs> just
2: kidding. No, it, it's actually it, it's in the right direction yeah. with this thing. It's. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's not a. Sp- I'm not gonna spit this thing out. I sure. I, I can finish this off easily.
1: So maybe the right grain bill, things like that. Yeah, I think that's all in the right direction. Okay. Um, a little great. bit of process uh, that needs to be adjusted, then. Yeah, but recipe's okay. Yeah,
2: I think the recipe's in the right direction. We might have just got a bad bottle. That yeah. happens. Uh, the rest of it's great, and you know, I've I've done that. I given somebody a bottle, and they're like, Yeah, oh, this is okay. And I take a drink of it, I spit it out. Yeah, I give me that bottle back. Yeah. So yeah, you can have a bad bottle. Hey, Jay. Uh,
1: W- with um fermentation with the hot alcohol that you're kind of getting out of it is that a uh, maybe too warm a too fermentation warm. yeah it's okay a
2: too warm and i think it's maybe um, yeah definitely
1: too warm it's a little bit too fruity okay, so maybe a little more temp control on mm-hmm. the fermentation drop that down a little bit is this a lager no it's not it's a nail okay j p go ahead sorry just wanted to get through a little bit of that fermentation. Sorry, stuff. I was typing.
0: Um, <laughs> we have a, a, a John Foster on hold, but the oh. uh, the guy who brewed this is trying to get through. So you need to do oh. do something with something here.
1: Uh, Foster, real quick, what's happening, my brother? I'm drinking. I'm drinking the Beer
14: Hunter at the. That's 21st great. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who who makes that?
14: Um, it's Jamil Zanishev's recipe, and in fact, he brewed it here at the at the. Uh, the brewery. So oh, the, and
1: uh, they just the changed—they changed the name and made it the Beer Hunter.
14: Yeah, it's called the Beer Hunter.
1: Nice, I dig that. That's cool. How is it? Yeah. Is, it is good beer? It's
14: a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's Well, as you were just talking about, it's a bit young. I think it's going to get better as the week goes on.
1: I think Jamil said the same thing about it. He'd like a little age on it. Yeah. Well, very and, nice. Uh, you
14: know, it starts off really sweet and good. Uh, you know, has a nice, lingering, sweet flavor through the whole thing, and uh, I'm liking
1: it. And did they do a Michael Jackson toast at 6 p.m. down there?
14: Um, I don't know. I was on the road. I was coming back from the podcast media convention. Ah,
5: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, John, w- will you be plugging this beer on uh, beerschool.com?
5: Yes, I will be. You will thanks be. For,
11: thanks okay. for mentioning
0: it. Thanks for plugging and that.
14: Yeah.
5: <laughs>
14: and I do have to uh, do a public apology to push and spend for blowing them off on friday uh, uh, i had a meeting with ralph
1: ralph
2: he's important. Yeah. Ralph.
1: whoever ralph is obviously more important than charlie much, and, and Sven.
14: Yeah. yeah no no well no it, it wasn't it, i didn't want to have a meeting with ralph it was just that you know you show up at these conventions and you're at the bar and then pretty soon everybody oh. goes oh you're the beer oh. school guy They keep buying sick, beers and shots and you know they're Rock stars are expected to drink all that
1: stuff. I I get it. Party like a
2: rock star. How
0: come whenever we go, whenever we go out and people recognize us, they want us to buy a them beer? Who's
1: ever recognized us? I don't even know what you're talking about. One person somewhere.
14: You have to wear your your T-shirt that says you know the Brewing Network or Uh, the session on it. Nice. If you're in burrito, it doesn't work.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Hey, Foster, thank you. I don't mean to push off. I just I have a listener who has we're tasting his beer. He wants to call in as well. Okay. I'll... Thanks, my brother. We'll see you later. All right. John Foster, beerschool.com. Another great podcast out there. You can check it out. Uh, Mason, go ahead and call us up uh, so we can talk about your beer. Uh, we're going to pour the other one now and uh, taste his other beer, although he might want to uh, talk about the one we've just tasted as well, which... Uh need a little work but he's in the right direction as doc said so and
2: i don't know how this thing was handled from there to here right i cringe every time i got to send my beer somewhere yeah that's you just don't know what's
1: what's going to happen you never do know how things are going to go with all that i think i have Zymergist just on the line too Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there he is Zymergist, what's happening Hey, I thought I was
13: wondering if you were going to notice.
1: Yeah. I, I, I You know, the thing is I always pick up phone calls, and then I forget that I've picked them up, and I just leave everybody sitting there. Kind uh, of kinda like do.
13: the women in your life, huh? Pretty much the
1: same as that. <laughs> What's happening, my brother?
13: Oh, hey, I was just listening in, and, you know, I understand your troubles with Skype and all that and telephones, and I think what it is is that you've got some kind of an earwig problem going on with your uh, laptop. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it just seems to me like uh, you need to reboot your laptop. Just do, your, do redo your laptop completely. Just, you know, trash windows and completely redo everything.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, well, I, I definitely appreciate the, the advice. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, I don't actually use the laptop on the air. Um, the problem, is, and, and in fact, today Skype, there was nothing wrong with Skype. I actually think it was on Todd's end. I'm pretty sure um, Todd was taking bong loads or something at the moment that I was trying to get through. Uh, and who doesn't? Well, the issue is I, I have, I don't want to bore everybody with this stuff, uh, really quick, I have like or three, or me. I have three or four different sound cards running off of the same computer, and computers don't like that. They're too many of the same thing, and they want to mm-hmm. know, they want one thing to be allocated to one thing, and in the way that I broadcast and make everything work so that we can do it all live, it ju- I just can't do that, so essentially, sometimes my computer gets it's pissed off at me that I make it use more than one sound card and that's it but now the last couple of weeks I've had it all figured out in fact the only issue we've had is with Todd and I didn't change a thing all I did was hang up and call him
13: back and it, and it worked again well, so I think I've like got you- it squared away Sounds like you might want to look into a multi channel uh sound card.
1: I could do that as well, uh except that it's uh not only expensive, but you still run into the same problems because then you uh, it's it's still allocating what has to go where and uh it's i i it, I'll tell you what, here's what I'm gonna do. I think everything's working properly now. If it's not, I will look into the multi channel sound card because you might be right about that.
13: Yeah, it's better to run one uh, sound card than just have different channels than it is to run four different sound cards, because then you're going to run into conflicts yeah. with uh, interrupts and things like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: All right, got to get to Mason, Zyme,
13: because we were drinking his beer. Oh, not a problem, my man. I shall hang up and let you deal with that. Thanks, brother. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you later. Later, Zyme. Bye.
1: All right, Zimer just we uh, just out of Oregon. Good dude, good listener. All right, uh, Mason, are you there, my friend? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So we just tasted your triple. And All right. And we're about to move on to the other one. Uh, did you hear our uh, talk about the triple? You want to uh, give us any insight into that?
11: Well, the uh, triple, it was only my third batch ever. So it was okay. fermented at room temperature, which was probably around... 80 here in Pullman, and uh-huh. okay. uh, it was not a full boil. I just dumped the White Labs uh, vial straight in, no starter, no oxygen. So okay, I was just wondering if it was going to be something that I should let fit, that maybe it would get better with age, or if it was infected and just try to get rid of it now.
1: Well, first I want to say... Um Bold on you to go for a triple on your third batch. (laughs) I just saw
11: the uh, big number next to the alcohol, and I thought, i would go for that. And you went, fuck
1: yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And not actually, I don't think anybody should be discouraged from trying anything they want on their third batch. I think that's cool, uh, but I am saying uh, bold on you. That's a big beer to do uh, for number three. Is it extract, then? Yeah, extract. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that either, actually. In fact, uh, I wouldn't have guessed it was extract. I didn't get any weird sort of uh, twangy things out of that. Um, but uh, I think the consensus here is it probably isn't going to get much better with age, Doc. What were you no. thinking?
2: Um, no, but it's drinkable. Yeah. If, 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 I wouldn't throw it out. If, no. If you like it, go ahead and finish it off.
1: Oh, dude, i drink that. Yeah. Uh I think so. It sounds yeah. like 80 degrees was your biggest problem. Yeah, right I kind of got that out of it. And if, well,
11: up is uh i have everything i want except a uh, refrigerator i just bought the uh, digital temperature controller and i got something to do a full boil and i got something to aerate their wart and sweet i just need a fridge and i think i'll be set
2: so is it 80 in your house all the time yeah I'm
11: well it's just whatever it's real bad it is outside you. so right now it's probably 70 and i've got another batch going that i made yesterday so Okay. It's gonna be pretty close to seventy, which is where I want it. But it still, it's going up and down at night, which I don't want.
2: Yeah, that's another thing I was gonna ask: is it, uh, it consistent? It. Yeah, with the with the
1: temperature, or otherwise it
11: goes up and down. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it goes down ten at night, but okay. Three weeks, three weeks, I'll have a fridge.
1: Well, as, as Jamil always has said since the first day he was ever on the show, and, and Doc's right there with him, uh, temp control, now that you're getting ready to do that, is gonna change your life, your beer life anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other key, like Doc just was asking about the consistency of temperature, is that even if you are gonna maybe not ferment at the best temperature, it's still pretty clutch that you keep it at the steady same. T- yeah, right? steady temperature. Yeah, yeah we well, will get sooner or later uh, the other thing I'm thinking um is that this was a, a fairly big beer and it sounds to me like you just pitched a vial
5: yeah
1: yeah I think if Jamil was here he'd have told you to do a starter um, because it's a high gravity beer like that you know or at least higher yeah. gravity so at the
11: time I didn't have all the equipment but now I got uh, stir plate and a bunch of Erlenmeyer's, myers so There'll be starters on the way.
1: Okay, see, well, you're progressing yeah. fast, man. I wouldn't worry about a thing, dude. You're getting all you, you're jumping right in here, huh? You got it all excited yeah. about it. I've been
11: spending the money like a madman for sure. I just <laughs> hey, like it. Spend it like you got it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, we're about to try your other beer too. What's the other one that he sent into us? What's oh, the, the
11: uh, bunch of letters. Uh, that's <laughs> Snake River Wild
1: Cherry Fever Toad Spit Stout. Oh, I see. oh that's why you just gave us a bunch of letters because they had their long names. I get it. Yeah. Man. Hey, where are you out of, Mason? Where are you living? Pullman, Pullman, Washington. Washington. Okay. Gotcha.
11: Washington State University.
1: That's where you go right now.
11: Yeah. Go Cougs.
1: What are you studying? Chemistry. Oh no, he's one of these guys. Are you gonna be a brewer or are you gonna be some other sort of brainiac?
11: I don't know what I'm gonna do. Right gonna
1: reinvent now, the Twinkie.
11: Brewing sounds like a good option. I just don't know how much money's in it.
1: Not None. A lot. Zero. You won't, you won't pay yeah. back your student yeah. loans. Let me tell you right Stick now. Stick
0: with your beakers,
1: dude. Avoid the beer industry altogether, dude. Just keep brewing it at home. If you're
0: looking for money, yeah. avoid the beer industry. <laughs>
1: get out. It
11: now. might just be a side hobby for sure, but it's taken up pretty much all my time. Yeah.
1: Join the club. That's Unless you're going to open
0: your own brewery. That's how you get the cash, is if you're the dude. Uh, yeah. And you own everything.
1: you got to be the dude. Yeah. I'll just be
11: the dude in my own house so oh, yeah. and drink all my own beer. Uh, that's probably be a good idea. own little brewery.
1: Pretty good idea. I'd go the doc route, as a matter of fact. If you're in chemistry already, go to med school, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about all this other stuff. Be a crime lab. Oh. I applied for a job once. Uh, I needed something... I needed something that had flexible hours, uh, kind of weird hours, and I just needed something quick. So I was applying for all these uh, driver jobs. This is a long time ago. And uh, an ad that I found was for a um, fatal accident scene investigator. And, and essentially, at any given hour of the day or night, he needed somebody who could show up, drive him to the scene of the accident, so that he could sort of evaluate what had happened and take samples. He couldn't drive himself? and He couldn't drive himself. He wanted somebody to do it. I didn't get the gig. I think it was... Uh, I think so, it was shortly after I had gotten a DUI. <laughs> he was a little concerned about my
2: uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah, reputation. Yeah, middle, middle of the night state. Yeah.
11: Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to be a fatal accident himself. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be poetic justice, wouldn't it?
1: Uh what do you guys think about this beer that we got here? Is it a sour beer? Uh, it is now. It's a stout, yeah. but now it's got a little sour. Are these all bottle conditioned? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay.
5: So, um, I
11: started out with a uh, toad spit stout. I was just going to make that plain, and then my I was talking to my friend and told him that I was thinking about making the cherry fever stout, but I couldn't find the cherries. So he found these things in his front yard that look like cherries, and okay. we tried them, ate them, didn't get sick, so we threw them in there.
1: And, <laughs> and now we're trying them. <laughs> That, by the way, is homebrewing at its best, my friend. Uh, yeah. We found them, tried them, we didn't die. So uh, put them in the beer. Although my left eye is falling out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had 40-plus bottles of
11: this, so you'll be fine.
1: Okay. Um, so you, you, do you still not know what the fruit was that you added to this?
11: It's some wild cherry.
1: Just some kind of wild cherry. Okay. Uh, so... I was gonna say sweetness. You guys were thinking uh, infection sourness. right off oh, the bat. Yeah, that sourness. Oh yeah. Even with the even now that you know there's some fruity stuff in there, you yeah. still say sour. Infection-y. It was a
11: shitload. I mean, it was like probably close to nine pounds of
5: these cherries. So that's where I
2: thought the sourness was coming from. I I made probably my second or third or fourth beer was a cherry beer. Okay. And I was surprised at how sour that was too. Okay. Um, Five
1: gallon batch.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, not. I
0: get the the sour from the like the, the fruit sour. Yeah but there's a different underlying there's a, there's
2: a cidery yeah. flavor to it. Okay. Did Something you add any sh- sour? Yeah, did you add any sugar or anything to it?
11: Uh, what do you mean
2: like? Yeah, just like uh, uh, corn sugar. Oh, uh, yeah,
11: like bottling. No,
2: nah, I was just I was thinking maybe just to boost the alcohol mm. cuz it's got oh, that it's got uh, that
1: cidery kind of flavor to it.
11: No, not that I remember. No.
1: Just a bottling. Is this your first beer, right here, Mason?
11: This is my fourth batch overall.
1: Okay, so this was after the triple.
0: I tell you, just pull off all those labels on your bottles, man.
5: Yeah. Uh, Why? Why?
11: I uh, I wash them out as soon as I drink them, and then I have one of those bottle washers and hit them with... Super hot water, and then I used star sand and hang them on my bottle tree, so I just didn't have any reason to pull the label.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what, man? Nine out of ten times you might not have a reason to pull them. It's, but just know, and it's totally up to you, but it is just another place for uh, little bugs to hang out. You know, and and you just you're always trying to decrease the chances of bugs, whatever it might be, even if it seems anal. Um,
11: no, no, I'm 100 on top or uh, in favor of you know of anal. Definitely, 100 <laughs> favor. Yeah, yeah. I just no, so I think uh, contamination is my uh, number one source of paranoia. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah um, it's usually when people bottle. I see is that when they mostly get it because the bottling buckets open. Stuff like that, uh, you got to look for airborne stuff. Is the dog running through the house? The kids running through the house? Is yeah. it, all the windows open because it's a hot day? That's when you get into trouble on the bottling day. Yeah, so you can be clean with all the glassware and everything else. It's what the airborne stuff is.
0: Yeah, I, I would say pull apart your bottling bucket spigot and your bottling yeah. wand and take all the labels off. I mean, because when Chad brought them out, they had two labels on. I said, I said, I'll, I'll bet you guys twenty bucks these are infected.
5: Just by seeing, Be-
0: because because they had the the labels on it, and it's a pretty good sign that uh, you know it, it, you have to pay attention to every little detail, like Justin was saying, and that's just one detail that is obvious right from the get go that I, that I, didn't happen. I mean, and I'm not saying that you're a horrible brewer. I'm not saying that that you know you, you should you should give up. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just it saying, door. oh, maybe, <laughs> but so, <jerk. laughs> Um uh, yeah. It's just it's just one extra thing, man. That 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 you can do, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Well, yeah.
2: oh, I like what okay. you said about what Justice uh, JP said about the uh, the spigot on the bottling bucket. I remember when I was using the bottling bucket, I had to take it apart, and oh, just you know, like green crappy stuff. And I'm looking through that semi clear plastic, and I couldn't see anything. Yeah. When I took it apart, it was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. nasty.
0: That's also okay. why I like uh, kegging Is because you just have one giant bottle Essentially to deal with <laughs> yeah, but, That's your keg But
1: poor Mason He's bought a shitload of stuff In the last couple of batches that's true. And now we're <laughs> saying Yeah hey, maybe you should keg <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no, That's
11: going to happen for a little while That's well, fine Another couple that's hundred fine. bucks
0: And that would be the wrong reason to keg too Is because you can't yeah. keep your bottles clean You don't yeah. definitely No definitely yeah. I
11: want to get the bottling
5: down first Yeah Yeah, yeah. But well,
0: no, I think recipe is good Doc You know I yeah. agree with Doc on, his, his, on your triple it, I, I thought your recipe was great
1: That's
5: surprising.
1: Hmm. I think you're on the right track, actually, and uh, I've had a lot worse, you know, namely mine. You've made a lot worse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, namely my beer. And you don't even bottle. I would drink this one, (laughs) even though this has a little sour thing happening. I'll tell you what, if Mason was here and he had another bottle of it, Dude, I'd drink it. I think it's all right. It's not bad with the cherries. I mean, you could definitely... Exactly. Yeah. If this was just a stout and it had the sour thing happening, I wouldn't say that. Even I wouldn't drink it then. But the cherry thing makes it a, a little... Nice, especially especially that you don't even know where the hell they came from. You found them <laughs> on <laughs> the front lawn. I love that. The red berries. Don't yeah, with the red berries. Yeah. That actually is very cool. That's
0: probably how hops were, were first thrown in there. You know, hey, what's that thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That smells
1: good. Check out. Let's put it in my beer. See if I die. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't smoke as good as the other one that looks like it. So why don't we put it in beer? I think that's how hops came about. <laughs> um keep it up, Mason. You're on the right track, dude. Just um little quality control uh like we said the fermentation control is going to change everything for you. And uh and then watch it where you're bottling. Yeah, keep paying attention to that sanitation, you know. Okay. If uh, you are you married? No. You not. Uh, you got roommates? No. No, well then, Can't blame it on anybody else. Then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Then make sure no one's uh, stirring up that vacuum or anything else at your disgusting bachelor pad. Any imaginary uh, friends? On bat- <laughs> yeah, exactly, on, uh, on bottling day. Keep everything nice and clean. And, uh, yes. All right,
11: well, I'll just go and reevaluate my process. <laughs> and I didn't understand why. Uh, I didn't think that anything was touching, uh, you know, any part of the label, like any... Solution was going to be in contact with the outside of the bottle that was going to weasel its way in back into the bottle after I'd already bottled
0: it. Well, it could also, you know, your hand, you're touching the bottles yep. and you're touching the bottle caps. I um, uh, you was know?
11: using rubber gloves and I uh, was sterilizing the caps in like ethanol. So. Look, yeah.
1: Mason, you did it, okay?
5: <laughs> Jesus! No. No, it man. wasn't my fault. <laughs> like, I, like
1: I said, you know what? Nine times out of ten, you're probably absolutely right, and the bottle's going to be clean. Um, you just want to stack the deck in your favor, and that's just one. That's just one of the things we notice. So you're probably right, okay. man. It's probably mostly clean, keeping the labels on, or, but... or spend some money on a case of bottles, or just yeah, you could buy the. Uh, you're They're spending not that so expensive. much money on other and, shit, and you seem to be recycling the
2: bottles pretty well. You're, you know, you're keeping these, and sometimes it's a bear to get these. Labels off. Yeah. I uh, just buy a case or two or whatever of these bottles. They're fair. And, bottle, and uh, go from there, and uh, you just recycle those. You won't have to keep buying the bottles. Yeah.
1: And, okay. by the way, I recommend to everybody who's bottling, I really recommend $2,200. Go to the Bombers. Oh, yeah, go to the Bombers. Because it's half the work, and... Yeah. Let's face it, every time you crack a homebrew, you're going to be drinking 22 ounces anyway. It's not as if you're stopping with that 12 ounce bottle that you opened. So yeah. you're going to save yourself the work. It's less bottles to sanitize. And I definitely recommend just buy a, a, a little stack of 22 yeah. ounce bottles. That was a big Man. leap
2: for me when I, I just hated bottling day after about the fourth batch. And yeah. then I went to 22 ounce bombers and it's, like,
1: woohoo, half like work, this fun again. Yeah, exactly. And we then you get that. sick of that and then you'll upgrade to a keg. Yep. So, it's a,
11: yeah, I'm trying to get the guys that uh, have gang here in town to stock the 22 of that. So.
5: Yeah, yeah. i
11: was going to start buying those.
1: Yeah, just do it. Do it. Keep clean. You're on the right track, Mason. I appreciate you sending us beer, and uh, I sure wouldn't mind you sending us some more in a few batches from now and see how it's going. All right. Sounds good. Cool, brother. Take care, man. All right. Take it easy. Later. All right. Now, let me tell you folks at home, that's a real good example of a guy who is doing the right thing, and that means he's not embarrassed to send his beer to somebody to see what it tastes like. And that's what you should be doing, too, because all those people that like you around you, they're not going to tell you <laughs> what it tastes like. And most of them don't know what a, what, a, what is good and bad in a beer anyway. Yeah, yeah. So whether it be a competition... Or a show like this, or anything else, you, uh, at, at different points in time, want to send your beer to somebody who's going to be honest with you. And that's really all I mean. It doesn't have to be us, but just send send it to somebody who's entirely objective and has nothing to lose in telling you what's happening, and your beer will improve from it. And you shouldn't be afraid to do it. Uh, Like Doc always says about his homebrew club, uh sees all these people show up every week, and he's never seen beer from the majority of them. And it's because they're nervous about bringing their beer there. Me, I'm like, hey, take my beer, and please tell me what's wrong with it, because I don't want to keep making shitty beer. I have kept making shitty beer, but I don't want to keep making shitty beer, so I'm always looking to find out what's wrong with it. So, Mason, good on you, my brother, and way to have some nutsack on you, and you know what? You're (laughs) going to be making better beer before the guy who thinks he's making really good beer, but doesn't send it to some objective person to check it out. You know what I mean? It's the people who are are actually looking for that kind of advice, so good on you, brother. Thank you for that. That's it, kids. We're done. Hey. Audi. See you in two weeks. Yeah. We are not back live for two weeks, but that doesn't mean you won't be getting new material. Uh, what do we got next week? Uh, na- Northern California. Mm-hmm. Brewers fest. Yep. NCHF. That's where we're going to be. Uh, usually, we actually come home from NCHF and do a live show, but it is... But notori- we're not really alive. Yes. It's notoriously for the last two years. Yeah. Or has it been three? Two. Two. Two years. It's been our most hungover day of the year and our no, our most hungover show of the year. Right. And the show sucks because of it. Uh, Arnie from Marin, last time he was on our show, he's been on our anniversary shows. So he's not angry with us or anything. <laughs> but he was our first post-NCHF guest. That poor bastard. I mean, I answered the door. Fucking... Just a mess. So we've decided this year not to keep uh, rehashing our same mistakes. What I think we're going to do, and assuming everything works out at the NCHF, we're going to record a show live from NCHF on Saturday because there's a lot of good brewers that hang out there, not just home brewers, but they invite pros up to speak. So we'll try to get everybody involved. We'll do a couple of hours worth of programming. We'll come home on Sunday. I'll play that for you. For next week's show So you can look forward to that And then the following week Of course We're at the Great American Beer Festival You can tune in live uh Thursday Fri Will all of you Coughing and sneezing Fucking retards in here Go do something with yourselves Yeah Chad I hold it in so like the, every, like What's everybody bothering wants you
2: The noise or the germs
1: Everything All of it And where's my sanitizer For heaven's sake <laughs> I want my sanitizer you know, Wipe it on my face Where's my that sanitizer five gallon Pump bottle of it Damn it uh Great American Beer Festival. Live shows Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday day, and Saturday night. So a bunch of live programming, and then I'll replay all of that stuff during the Sunday session, um, I think. I'm hoping to do that for you guys. It's going to depend on my setup at the hotel room so that you guys still have new material coming in, even though we're not here live. Okay? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Is that it?
0: Yes. <laughs> is everything good by the way uh, happy birthday film lab rat what do you think of that He's it's his birthday today happy birthday my brother. already spending it with us oh, yeah. is he's in there hanging out with us yeah must not have a lot of friends <laughs> why you gotta piss on everybody because it's funny <laughs> <laughs> that's why because he has no friends yeah because yeah, right. I have none friends what else do I have here
1: uh, yeah okay books podcast shirts available in the store uh, buy them please thank you uh that's Jameel's book. Oh, somebody asked me... What is this? Jameel will be signing his book at the GABF, but we won't get our copies until November. Why the delay? Oh, that's because uh, the Brewers Association who puts on the GABF sorted themselves out with copies of the book. Like, they get them first. They're the publisher. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works. They get the books first, and then they'll send them out to all of us. So... Uh, we've, we, our book order is in, and you guys should know that by the way, it's a limited book order, so you should, if you want a signed copy, and you're not going to the GABF to get your own, you gotta order it from us, because it's the only other place you can get it right now, and we have a limited amount on order. Go to the store right now and buy it. That's Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishef, John Palmer. Um, yeah, and the reason we won't have them by GABF is just because they won't have sent them to, to us by then yet. So they will ship in November. I promise you, we're going to get them. As soon as we get them, Jameel's going to start signing, and I will be shipping them ASAP. It is at the top of our priority list because we know how important that book is to everybody. So we'll be getting it out there. Um buy Brew Your Own Magazine through our website, cause it helps us, and it's a good magazine. Uh, what else do I have here? Am I missing anything, Doc? Uh, I just say goodbye to me. Oh. I will. Give me a second. Uh, click, <laughs> click those ads on our site that are free ads. They rhyme with frugal, and it doesn't cost you anything, and you can click them to your heart's desire, and... But don't be frugal. But don't be frugal. Uh, that helps us. And last and certainly not least, Visit our sponsors and, uh, you know, patronize our sponsors, too. These people, let me tell you, this is a new medium that we're doing here, and... These are the pioneers. These are the people who realize that you out there listening are powerful and that you mean something and that putting a message on a program like this means something to them and means something to you. So these guys are cool, man. They are going out there on a limb and they're taking a chance. And believe me, they're getting a response out of it. And that's because you guys are going out there and visiting. They're bringing this programming to you. And if it weren't for them, you can forget about it. That's it. Forget about it.
2: Forget about it.
1: So check them out, all right? Uh, lots of good sponsors involved in this show now, and uh, hopefully more to come, and you're going to want to help them out because they're helping you out. All right. I think that's it. Doc? Yeah? Goodbye, sir. Oh, thank you. Thanks for thinking about me. <laughs> Absolutely. As always, it's been a pleasure working with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And you, too. Thank you.
1: JP? Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What?
10: Skies are gray, I'll take a Belgian a time, And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crew? Boys, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love that a homebrew can't get enough of it? Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it well out.